0: This episode of The Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by The Finish Line Script Competition. In its sixth year, The Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. Six plus pages of actionable development notes are available to you, or you can submit your script as is. Scripts can be rewritten and resubmitted for free. Any time throughout the competition, over 40 mentors read and meet with the winners and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists on getting their material read throughout the industry. They are here to help writers succeed by improving your script along the way and making sure you get opportunities when your material is ready. So check out what's happening at finishlinescriptcomp.com. Now open for submissions.
1: Welcome to the Rant room, room,
2: room, room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, well, Lisa? Wait, well, wait, wait, time, wait, wait, wait. Did you find wait. something?
3: I thought I I thought I found something, but I I it no. <laughs> I was gonna say kaiju forever for the con you know, the the King Kong Godzilla uh, thing. I was uh, like, I gotta <laughs> come up with something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, We give it what kind of ever y'all <laughs> <laughs> On this show we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft and shit like that. You hear her voice Lisa yes. Bolakaj is in the yes. building. She just had her birthday yesterday, just turned 19. Yeah
3: 19- shout out to all the Aries people, all the fire sign folks. I think we have like what another yes. week yes. another week <laughs> left before it shifts over to like the Taurus people, but you know yes. shout out. Shout out to all the Aries <laughs> folks in April. All the April babies. All the spring babies. <laughs> all the <phone> grown <laughs> folks. Right? Okay, all the grown <laughs> folks. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Um, uh, Chris Derrick is still on script. Jesus Christ. He on... One of our other co-hosts is on a, is on a show that, you know, one of those big shows that you can't talk about. Um, so. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those shows, like, if you even whisper it, it's <laughs> exactly. like...
3: Like within like two seconds, you will get like a knock on your door.
4: <laughs> oh my goodness! And it'd be like it'd be yeah. like two
3: yeah. people dressed in black with dark sunglasses. Can you come outside? It's <laughs> like no, they just, they just hit you will with Smith. that light. Okay, they hit you with the light, the flash, and the go. <laughs> <laughs> and one and one of them may or may not be Will Smith. I'm just not. I'm just saying. If it's at the door, it's like hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Nah, but we don't talk about Hilarious. it
4: because
2: we can, but you, Donna Marie, and <laughs> you guys know, you get on a show and just because you wrote your script don't mean it's done yet. You know, sometimes that's something gets know, up in the last one and you got to go back and fix your stuff to match what's going on. So that's what's been happening a lot. You know, things are getting blown Absolutely. up. Y'all. <clears throat> so anyway. So that's yeah, you had a huge therapy. round of notes. Yes. And so um, you know that we we don't really get into that with you, um, Donna Marie, because I know and you okay with us calling you DM, right? Of course, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um by the way, Lisa, you can call her DM too. So or if you want to just be out <laughs> to get back grown folks and call her Donna Marie. You know, that's <laughs> <checking>. <laughs> so anyway, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So today we got my two sisters in the in the building. Um well, I feel like I've known you guys forever, which is so funny. You know, I think it's only been since like January or something that I've been, you know, on, on Clubhouse. I met them on Clubhouse. I've, I've known of you, Donna Marie, for a while. Um, from you know back in the day, because there's only five or six black people that are executives, so you kind of look at this. You, walk, <laughs> what,
4: that.
2: you, walk, you walk in, the room, it's
3: like, hey,
2: it's
3: right. <laughs> like, wait, 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 DM. It's like you can't even sneak out the room because they notice. Like, you that know, that's right. Let, me, let <laughs> me tiptoe out the room. It's like,
4: hey, you put your finger up, you
3: know, <laughs> the church hands, like, nope. <laughs> yeah,
4: totally, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, Hopefully we're changing that though. You know, that's, that's the big push. And, you know, with everything that happened last year with the uh, racial uh, uprising and Black Lives Matter movement reigniting, uh, I think it got Hollywood's attention and they're really trying to change that or at least put on the face of it (laughs) that they are. And so we're trying to hold them accountable. No. We need more of me at the table, more of you, more of you ladies. We need
2: that. <laughs> exactly. you're,
4: you're already at the table, though.
2: <laughs> hey, in the room where it happens. Okay, love. The <laughs> building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to get up in there, girl. It's true. I mean, it's funny because when, even when you're there, you don't notice that you're there because it's just so... Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and you're still trying to get to something else. You know what I mean? Oof. Like I was yeah. watching... Um, like, my mentor and my, um, my best friend is, is um, married to Paris Barkley. And, you know, so Paris is one of my mentors, <clears throat> you know, growing up and stuff. You know, we grew up since we were teenagers. And, you know, I was watching him get honored yesterday at the, at the DJA Awards. And, you know, you still wish you were there. You still wish yeah. you were You yeah. know, and he had this beautiful speech that he did to, to Christopher and to the kids. It was just as beautiful. You know, it went viral, you know, and I was like, wow, oh, like, wow. I'm still trying to get that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No matter the yeah. bus, you know, you're so. right,
4: Hilliard. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about in, in Clubhouse when mm-hmm. people come on stage and ask us questions or they hold us in such high regard. You know, I like to remind them that we're just like you. <laughs> you All know, right. we're still, you know, trying to atre- achieve our genes. Like we've yeah. had great experiences <laughs> and you know great success in certain areas, but there's a lot more that we're trying to get. But while yeah. we're on the way to doing that, you know, we want to help enlighten your journey and inform you along the way so that you don't have to take the knocks, the same knocks exactly. that we did or have it take you as long as it did for us, you know, to, to get in there on the other side.
2: So as you see, Lisa, there's a reason why I wanted these two on the show um, Whenever, if you ever go on Clubhouse and I know you ain't on Clubhouse because you can't deal with it, you, is the type of person <laughs> that would be going off on folks, so she can't do it.
3: She, <laughs> I'll be on there and all you hear is uh, just hanging up the phone. That's why we need you <laughs> and then, there. And then, and then, and then you hear a knock at your front door. I'll <laughs> talk, talk to you for a second. <laughs>
2: But this time I'm you have Valerie. <laughs> she, would, she would be amazing on Clubhouse. But yes, especially in you guys' rooms, which are, which are the best rooms on the Clubhouse, by the way.
3: <laughs>
2: That's what I've been hearing. <laughs> they <I've> be <laughs> maybe, maybe going in too. It's, it's all about. Uh, let, me, let me preface this before I set up Tamika and Jean, by the way. The thing I love about you two is this Number one, you two are my favorite people when you guys are running rooms. I love to just sit in the back. I know I ain't been on in a minute because I'm finishing these assignments. But when I go, I just sit back and listen to y'all talk, you know, the way you manage the room, the way you keep things going. I'm like, yeah, y'all bitches can run a show. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? saying? And so There is an art and a
4: science to it. I I, got to say, Tamika, 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 what you did in Clubhouse yesterday, Tamika just blew. Kill your, you weren't there, right? You Mm -mm. probably were working on something. I was. Okay, let me just back. It tell up us, tell us, and just okay. My mind is still blown. Um, but there's okay. You know, Clubhouse is still in its beta uh, stage, uh, even though it has 10 million followers, it's still in its beta uh, stage, and so um, they're rolling out different things slowly but surely. And they rolled out the payment feature. Oh. And Tamika, yeah, there's a payment feature. And so Tamika, if if you know anything about this girl, if she hears a little bit of something, <laughs> she's going to jump on it and she's going to run with it. She's going to start organizing. She's going to rally up the troops, and she's going to be very proactive in whatever that is. And so I had sworn to be off Clubhouse all day yesterday. I start a really big assignment uh, come Monday. So, and they were telling me, make sure you get your rest because we going in. So yesterday was supposed to be me <laughs> not being on social media at all. And then Tamika hit me and was like, hey, uh, uh, did you get the payment feature on your uh, in clubhouse? And I was like, I don't, I don't think I did. She says, well, we're talking about it now. I started a room. So I go in the room and Tamika is just giving straight game. She's already she already knows how to guide you. Look, let me just let Tamika take it over from here. But Tamika schooled us for, what, was it five or six hours yesterday? Damn. And we had like over a thousand people in that room. What? At one point, it was like 1,200 people in that room. Tamika, like, I think it was her best room yet. She really guided us on how to set the payment feature up, um, how to use it. Everybody started putting money into everybody's uh, uh, no, accounts right.
2: on whoa, there. Whoa, 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 so Where it, am I 10%? You know,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you there. You busy working, <laughs> but I really want Tamika to kind of talk about that because she's been leading the charge in that space. And uh, so we, so we did it with Tamika for like four or five hours, and then uh-huh. Isis, who's like the uh, master moderator on mm-hmm. Clubhouse. She then yeah. started a room that we went and supported. And so we were on Clubhouse talking about monetization for, was it nine hours? Oh my it was, God. It was a long 10 hours. hours. <laughs> was it 10 hours? It had to be 10. And then I tapped out. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But you like you exerted so much energy in running that room because it wasn't just running the room she was educating the room and it was so many people with so many questions and she just had all the answers right. plus she's crowdfunding so Tamika mm-hmm. can you talk about the payment feature and
2: wait before you, want you do that
4: to speed on oh you, sorry, sorry to
2: right. interrupt you dm i yeah. apologize uh, and I'll be doing that a little bit, so please don't, please don't think I'm the guy interrupting. You know not we know better. We know you, I'm bro. just having a conversation. So, but I, I just want to just preface that now so it doesn't appear to be that. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold up. Wait, wait. But,
3: Let me put my little app on. I have a little app on here that has, like, is the, is the man talking too much in there? And literally, it has two little feet. It has man talking, woman talking, and you press the button, and <laughs> yes, as the man sir. talks, it counts the seconds, and then when a woman talks, you can press that, and you can just gauge how much is, oh let me, wow! Yes, yeah, so let me go find that. Ooh. Go ahead, handle your business.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we need that in clubhouse. A trip. Okay. Well, hands up. Say. up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, Lisa! You got wine.
2: Back to Tamika. Oh, always got wine. Okay, listen, it's my, a lovely, my Sunday birthday wine.
3: That's the Italian <laughs> folks in my
2: family. So, let's oh, God. 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 Oh, go. Oh, God. Ahead,
3: you. Go ahead, Go ahead,
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say, Tamika and to DM. Um go ahead and just remember how we do on Clubhouse you introduce yourself a little bit just introduce yeah. yourself quick and then go and I realize we just started talking so forgive me
4: <laughs> All right well you go yeah. ahead Um okay uh my name is Donna Marie but of course you can call me DM I am a creative director and primetime TV program exec in Los Angeles, California I specialize in and demystify the process of developing, packaging, and pitching scripted and unscripted television, as well as sourcing talent for BIPOC initiatives. Um, I've worked in both broadcast and cable television as a seller and buyer, ABC for seven years, and now my newest client, NBC Universal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, now so yes, yeah, yeah, I start <laughs> I start with those guys on uh, Monday on a
2: huge <laughs> assignment
4: and initiative. So. I'll be reaching out to you, Hilliard. Yes. Hey, we have been doing it across got the some
2: entire suite. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, congratulations. Did you know how to notice you notice how DM put on her, her national public radio voice? You like she was <laughs> talking like, all right, all right. And then it was like, Showtime. And it was like, and coach there, and was like, okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, you've gotta yeah, give my best right. professional to That's Hilliard
2: that. in the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Tamika.
4: <laughs>
5: Man, thank you so much for having me here. Oh my god, I didn't even know Donna Marie was gonna be here. So when I logged on and saw, I just my face just wow, oh, I thought I, texted yeah, I, just you.
2: I her on. I thought, I thought you saw that. Song. No, it didn't matter
5: though, that made it better. It was great. Okay, I right. love it. My, sister, my brother, like, this is great. All right, my um, sis. yes. I'm Tamika Briscoe, guys. I'm a, a screenwriter, a director, independent filmmaker, and a fan of everyone that I'm talking to right now. So I'm just ready to go. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got to talk about your series QT.
2: Yeah, we're gonna get into fire it. Right yeah, in the crowd
4: Thank Yeah, I'm so, yeah. yeah. out with T.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, DM, you were setting up um, what happened yesterday on on Clubhouse and, and about what's going on on there. You want to talk about it, Tamika?
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
5: well, first of all, <coughs> in my opinion, DM is the true queen uh, of Clubhouse, and I'm just, you know, watching and just blessed to to see how she just captivates the room like everybody loves her like and you 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 and you can see why but um i'm so thankful yesterday as she said they rolled out the payments which is a big deal because just like dm said what yesterday did not was not uncommon in terms of us having like just days on the app where we're having like marathon rooms we we started that room it was actually a pop-up room um because i was excited that i got the clubhouse payment you know not to be putting people business out there but like there was one of us and only one that we know of that got the payments last week so we all were looking at her like "Mm, must be nice but we really were happy for her but dang must be nice why we ain't get it how did you get it like we're gonna
2: Backroom you gotta, gotta tell us how it works too, that's, that's interesting.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the payments is an option that Clubhouse has incorporated through Stripe. Um, so you have to have the most updated version of the app. And if you do, when you click on your, your picture, like your name, um, and then you click on the gear, it'll take you to the settings. And underneath it, it'll say a, account interest and payments if you're eligible if it doesn't say payments yet uh you're not eligible eligible quite yet but be patient because we we didn't have it last week and then we woke up yesterday and we uh, the floodgates had opened so
2: um <laughs> does it to does it go off a certain amount of number of of of, of followers you have
5: followers nope none of that it, it is they, they're just testing um uh, they're testing it and they're rolling it out and in, in groups um so if, once you, if you see payments, you go in, you enter your information via business or individual, and uh, instantly people will be able to send you payments. You won't see it immediately, but you can have anybody look at your profile and they'll tell you, yeah, yeah, I see it says send money. So, um, But you, in your, on your side, once you enable payments and you have um, payments on, you'll know that it's there, but you just won't physically be able to see it. But it has been truly, truly remarkable. Um, I personally am in crowdfunding right now, so that just was just a very easy way to go directly to the people that I'm talking to, and get, they can instantly hit send their money, send their money, and they did. I made almost three hundred dollars yesterday what? in that room, so that was crazy. Okay, yeah.
4: Isn't that crazy. <laughs> so tell everybody, mm-hmm. we made a little change too. Everybody back, though.
5: You gave it back Aww, she's a, <laughs> of course she did.
4: See what I mean? She's so awesome. <laughs> I gave it back to other people, you know. I was just donating it out. But That's it was cute. just really cool to see people rally around Tamika and her uh crowdfunding campaign. You know, that they, they have a healthy amount of respect for what she's doing in that independent space. They see the hard work that she's putting in, the great cast that she's pulled together, and they want to support it. So that crowdfunding is doing really good. And then shoot, you got the payment feature on clubhouse now they're just going to be throwing money at you and i'm gonna make sure of it t uh, <laughs> i already
5: know you are you have been since day one
4: and i appreciate
5: that and i appreciate your support bro like this has been it's a movement like it it's not even fair to call it my campaign anymore because it's <laughs> our movement is what it turned into and I'm, I'm thankful for that and this is just uh crowdfunding is just stage one now i'm gonna need y'all to look at the scripts you know once i think i have you know and then i'm going to need y'all on set and you know like this is a it's a thing it's become a thing and yeah. i'm very yeah. excited and it's look at us look at our complexions
2: like and we're pretty totally <laughs> right <of> yeah. <laughs> <Despite the odds, laughs> but... we <We're> all vampires <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Lisa, oh, been man. around for a couple thousand years. What I've been around for a
3: thousand years. I think that's why I'm so jaded most of the time because I've been in there and seen it all. And it's like, right. Oh, you, you, know? mere, you mere mortals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You just wait yeah, a, a couple <laughs>
5: hundred more years. You'll see.
3: <laughs> oh,
5: God, giving me wine. <laughs> yeah, I heard wine. Like, that is uh, that's where I need to be. Are <laughs> I, you gonna, you
4: see, this is why corporations. I love I, young I'm not here on the, the West Coast. That's what I'm talking
5: about. Oh, Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) you know what it is is
5: I just woke up from uh, drinking it late last night so that's the only reason I didn't join you but I would (laughs) have
2: now her family is in Italy and and all around Europe so they get on the phone and stuff around this time and they're all Uh you know it's like dinner time or whatever there so she's drinking so, I love it. I yeah, love they're it. Like, uh, they're like me. they're it's like they're so like 9
3: they're like 9 yeah. hours ahead. So it's kind of like their time it's like hey it's you know it's 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 nighttime,
5: you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I exactly. definitely I'm trying to think what's the earliest I've drank wine. I think it will probably be around 10 10 11. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays Sundays have always
3: been my wine my wine day. Usually um, back in the olden days before the <laughs> pandemic when I go up to, uh, when we do the podcast in person and, you know, and, and, and Hilliard's, uh, his office on the Ryder lot, you know, we, you know after I get home and drive or wherever I'm at, I always have like a nice little glass of wine to set the, the rest of the day off and relax and yeah. just chill. You know, yeah. get ready for the next day and, you know, it's nothing like a nice, nice, a good, nice, robust red to like get the <laughs> yeah, blood from me yeah. You know, and I would go to Natalie Tyler. Like, literally I would drive from his place. Go make that, make that right on um, La Brea. Yep, right on La Brea. Go all the way down and then hit Venice Boulevard. Make that right. And then there I was, not too far from Culver City yeah. and get my food. And the thing is, I, nice. you, know, you know how when you live in, when you're in Los Angeles and you go to your, your spots and after a while when you've been there so many times, the people are there. You don't even have to order or call. You just walk in. You're like, bitch, <laughs> what you want? You can just hear <laughs> <in, you know."> a <laughs> You know, and I had my hookup, my, 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 one of the, one of the really wonderful, um, Hostess is there and I've been going in that restaurant to Natalie Ty for like, geez, 15 years and, you know, watched the kids grow up and, you know, just hanging out and t- writers are always in there and it's like, you know, I kind of miss that kind of, you know, <clears throat> that LA dinner, Sunday, you know, cruising kind of yeah. thing. So you have your rituals yeah. and it's a writing ritual. You, everybody has their, their ritual to wind down or, or do yeah. their things. Right.
2: That was my Sundays in LA. <laughs> it is stupid, But um, like I said, I wanted to have the two of you guys on the show um and and particularly i want to have you on the show Tamika, because i want to talk about your new you know um what you guys are doing with the crowdfunding and your new series and stuff <clears throat> anything we can do to blast it to help you get some money to raise that money to shoot this thing that's okay. what i'm here for so I let's, let's tell everybody i love that let's tell everybody about the qt and what you guys are trying to do yeah.
5: absolutely well firstly i appreciate that um Because that's why the crowdfunding is such a success, because my brothers and sisters, like in this clubhouse community and beyond, have really just taken it that personally. Like, you know what I mean? Any platform they have, they use any stage they're on, it has been truly remarkable. So thank you, Hillier. It means a lot. That's why you're so beautiful and you're not aging, because you have a good
2: heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I bit somebody last night. I bit somebody. That's yeah.
3: what I got the blood. I don't people, that. I got the blood.
2: When people say
3: that, you know, that's code for vampire. We know. We know. <laughs> we know exactly. We know. Nobody got in.
5: Nobody got any. It's crazy. crazy. It's weird, y'all. But um but thank you. Thank you so much for that. So QT. QT is a web series that I created while in quarantine. Um, So you know how it was, the pandemic hit, we all got shook, um, and God is good. Like, he just gave me the idea, like, do a quarantine web series. Didn't ever, I didn't have experience, didn't know how I was gonna do it, and we truly learned on the way. Um, So what we did was we, um, I put out a casting call, and it was just like, I kind of used common sense, like, okay, in terms of picture quality, let's make sure everyone has the same phone if we're going to use phones. So I'm like, okay, you got to have an iPhone. This is before Clubhouse. So basically I made Clubhouse. If you think about it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was like, you got to have an iPhone. Right? Yes. Clubhouse, I- <laughs> you got to have an iPhone eight or later so that picture wise, and you know, we shoot in 4K, everybody has an iPhone because I love um, the, the camera quality on the galaxies and like a lot of the you know, I gotta give them respect. Anytime I used to go out back in the day, um, and and take pictures with my friends, I'm like, you sent me yours because I don't know what filters they have, but yeah, I mean, so I will give it to them. But but I didn't want any of that. I didn't want a combination of the Galaxy uh, footage and iPhone footage, and it needed to look seamless. So so I did that. Put out a casting call. You gotta, um, you can be anywhere in the United States, um, but you gotta have an iPhone and. It literally went from there. Obviously, you know how it is when you're casting hundreds of submissions. So I'm looking through, trying to figure out this character, these characters. I knew the show
2: QT, and, and be- you never get to meet them except for online. So that's never, yes. ever,
5: and that's, that's the coolest okay. part. So that's why I'm very excited about what we're doing now.
2: So um,
5: I knew that the show would be about millennials. Um, dealing with the pandemic like what's it like to date during the pandemic so from the very first episode the only scene that I had in my head was a woman getting ready putting her perfume on sliding her heels on everything it's a real sexy montage and then when she walks out of her room she goes into the living room and sits in front of a computer And that's become like the new normal. Um, And that's literally all it was. I had no idea it would grow to be like just this soap, which is I inappropriately uh, was a swindler. Like So since I was five, six years old, um, in order to get out of naps, I used to ask my granny um, the first time I would come. So maybe I did have some acting chops back in the day. So the first time I would come in and stretch like... "Mm -hmm." I'm done. I took a nap. And she's like, girl, get your butt back in there. You ain't taking no nap. And I'll go back in there. I'll be playing on the bed and just brainstorming ways to get out of this nap. So then I'll go back in there and say, (laughs) Granny, um, can I watch your stories with you? And, you know, everybody's lonely. You know what I mean? Like, girl, come on. So, since I was five or six years old, I was watching The Young and the Restless and all my children and General Hospital. Keep in mind, some of these things come on at the same time. So, I don't know how we were pulling that off. VCR, I don't know. But I just remember I know all these characters like they are my family. Like So, I grew up on that. And I became a writer. So, now I have a soap. Like So, even though something that I knew would be like just what's, what's it like adapting to this new normal, especially at an age where you're young and you're thriving and you're hooking up and now you can't, I wanted to kind of do that. So as we went about the series, I would, my my team is primarily people of color, mostly black. Um, So we kind of stayed, I would say, two to six weeks behind what was happening in real time. So we talked about the protest, like with George Floyd, like not beat you over the head with it, but we'll put it in there. You know what I mean? It'll be like a subtle line, like there's um, one of the characters is in an interracial relationship and he was venting to, uh, he's a black guy and he was venting to his black friend slash colleague um, about his wife. And then, you know, she, she, she gets on him about, you know, the fact that his white wife isn't, you know, down with what we're going on with our, you know, in our time, in our community. So... And so dealing with COVID and then, you know, the election we put, we suddenly put in, like we saw them celebrating, um, when we finally got the election results. Um, and then, you know, she, one of the characters is saying, look, girl, are you looking at the news? They're dancing in the street. Like they're out there celebrating in a pandemic, you know, like little things that documented our history, um, during this
2: time, but There's it's very so, pop so. cultural references and has a lot. Of Absolutely.
5: So it's been two seasons. we wrapped up, uh, season two at the end of March and decided that okay we want to give this a real shot. Like we can grow it. Now be it we we can get a, a series, um a spin-off of the series on TV, or we can have the best, best independent series out. But we're gonna need some money to do it. So what we're gonna do is let's shoot a pilot. Um, and let's take from it to to show, you know, because I do have relationships where I can at least get a conversation, at least get a meeting. so we could show it as a proof of concept. And whether that's gonna, you know, kick or not, we can, you know, we do have distribution for the first uh, two series. This will be the beginning of season three. So I mean, there's a shooting a pilot just made perfect sense for us. I know that, a lot of people say, don't waste your money, don't do this. Cause, you know. But for us, since we do have an established series, but it's not the kind, because it was shot on iPhones, it's not like we can just take that to a network and put it on TV. Like, <laughs> So we, we have to do something with cameras and, and you know uh, audio and all those great things. But we do have a great proof of concept, but we have to show what it's going to look like after quarantine. And that's what's exciting. So remember with QT, we, we, we document it things as they were happening so with the spinoff of qt which we haven't named yet but um it's going to be the same group of people bring in more interesting characters and then we're going to show what life is going to look like post-quarantine like I'm just imagine what life looks like six yeah. Months from now. Yeah, yeah so it's not it's going to be like a lot of research and common sense again like so we're still going to be in masks people are going to have vaccines um But the club with the social distance, the club with your your mask uh, and your fly dress, everything matched with your boots, and you know what I mean. Like we're trying to visualize that world. So we uh, know we needed money. Um, We wanted to do forty thousand, but even with that forty thousand, it's not a true forty thousand because these people have been with me this entire time, working for a year. So we want to pay them first, you know, for that, and then with the, you know, take the rest and, uh, you know, shoot a pilot and we're indie filmmakers. Like we're going to, you know, be able to do both very well. And, um, we put up the crowdfunding on March 26th. We launched it on clubhouse and the support has been tremendous. Like you, you, you are part of it. So, you know, every stage, like they, they just embraced us. They held up time for us. They're like, look, Y'all donate right now. It's been like impromptu telethons. Almost every room turns into an impromptu telethon to, to support. And um, we, between, um, now we have different ways that we're given. So our crowdfunding um, is literally at probably like $20 less than 12000 on our GoFundMe page. So that's it. Then we got tons of donations pouring in from now Clubhouse payment. Thank God for that. That just launched yesterday and I made like almost $300. Then we have PayPal and Cash App, so we we have over thirteen thousand dollars, almost fourteen thousand dollars raised, and every second it, it's growing. So we're going to certainly meet Perfect. that forty thousand. Right. Yeah, it's so only two, amazing. So been
4: two
3: weeks. Yeah. Oh my god. What's interesting to me, Tamika, in terms of the, the historian in me is thinking about this, it's like the fact that you're 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 doing a, you're creating content in the midst. You know, of a pandemic, it, you know, yeah. a, cu- a couple of years from now, like literally this could, you know, your project could literally be used as like, you know, historic referencing in terms of being in the middle of it. Because, you know, Hillier and I have been talking on here for the last, you know, during the pandemic in terms of what's the world going to look like after? What is the content going to look like after? Are people going to want to see stuff about the pandemic or, or dealing yeah. with that? Because usually, you know, in, in film history or television history, you know, when some major historic <clears throat> cultural shift is happening, a lot of content comes out many years later in terms of the the public conscious and dealing with whatever happened the the psychic trauma culturally but you know for you to be creating something like in real time Mm -hmm. in the midst of it (laughs) yeah and real cultural events like i i wouldn't be surprised like literally like 10 15 20 years from now people are referencing your project in terms of real historic accuracy in terms of what were people really doing you know, how were they dating? How were they dealing oh. with these big? Ba- because it seems like last year, a lot of shit was just going on at one time. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. God God had jokes. It's like, you know what? <laughs> so right. said, we're going gonna to throw everything in there and see what these, these humans do. And it was like, it yeah. was a constant, like every other day, it was something, something, something. But the yeah. fact that you've created something that has really captured, you know, a, a part of what that is historically, it's going to be really interesting to see, um, especially when you start filming the after, the, the AD, the after effects of, like, the culture transitioning back into the new normal, I guess you can call it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just want you to be really thinking in terms of that. So even as you're working on it and you're creating something that's for <clears more throat> the consumption of entertainment and stuff, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, as an historian, it's like, girl, you're basically writing a history book. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? It's like yeah. like just yeah. be just just be conscious of that as, you know, as now the writer creator. Yeah, like because wow.
2: like, that's you know, cause when
3: when I have friends that are teaching college classes and you know, and they're using things um, media to tell stories to teach like people are going to be looking at this going like well what how was dating back then it's like well I got my now whatever the futuristic technology we're going to have it'll probably be a tiny earbud with the the glow in the dark screen (laughs) that pops out of your eyeball it's like we're going to watch the episode of (laughs) QT they got the QT marathon y'all from the 2000s 2000s y'all get in there I love it I love it like how I watch
5: Dallas old episodes of Dallas and Dark
3: that'll
5: yes. be honest yes. i love yes.
3: it and, cultural and as somebody who who grew up on with my grandma watching young and the restless and all the i think all the, as our old folks call it watching their stories we watching the our stories, stories. <laughs> they're not even called soap prophets they, they don't yeah. even know the name the of the story just the stories and whatever time yeah. it came on stories you know? totally <laughs> and it's like you know those cultural moments and, and when you mentioned dallas it reminds me of when who shot jr and like when people talk yeah. about that People yep. automatically remember what was going on during that time. The oil crisis, you know, Iran, con- it was just a lot of stuff popping. And here you are creating something in the middle of something that's real, that's at a global shift on something. So just be, just not putting no, no heaviness on your shoulders, but I'm just <laughs> letting you know. No,
5: oh, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, let let you know, I'm honored. You, you, this was a game changing conversation for me because I will be more responsible. Like I think I happened upon it before but I'll be more deliberate because it is a I, big responsibility. I'm
3: just thinking of it because uh, I think it was, oh God, I can't, I think it was the Sundance channel on their website or one of them, but they had, oh God, what is the sister's name? It was a classic film. She was like one of the first African-American filmmakers to actually make a full film. Oh God, what's the film called? Okay, cinephile. It's a black woman. Um, she, died, <laughs> she died a while back, but it was like the first uh directed I think produced African-American film and I have been looking for this since, it came out in like 1982 I wanna say. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been looking for, I'll look it up, but I, I've been looking for it for years and and somebody put it on there and it was like a little time capsule for that time period as an art, it was an indie film and she was creating this thing and watching it and a couple other films, um, going back and film stuff, it's just, you know, just when I see, especially Black women who are creating things, like I was watching Maya Angelou's first piece that she directed. You know, and and wow. finding these films and watching it, and and her probably not knowing that, you know, forty some odd years later, I'd be sitting there looking at it, going, "Wow, that's what people in the '70s were doing, and that's what the thing was." And to really ponder that, especially during the pandemic. So anyway, not to not to burden you with the load of the, the <laughs> no, black you me. the load of the black <laughs> and and good stuff. Great and for I trip to 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 Lisa. Create, I know you're trying to create so we can have entertainment, but in terms of black, especially black women and black people in particular, making their stuff, there is that added thing to it. Yeah, because yeah. it's taken us so long to be able to tell our stories the way we want our way. Right. Um,
2: yeah. Like I said, just it's it's that's what people are going to be using it for. So, there but go. trip, trip this, Lisa. Here's the here's thing that I got of that Tamika and DM is that sometimes, and you know, this DM being on, you know, working on shows, sometimes you have a direction, and then something happens, whether in production or you know in the room, that makes you go, yeah. "Oh, the point of view needs to go over here." You know, yeah. So yeah. it's okay. You went that's through all process.
1: that,
2: right? Yeah, so, that's the so, process. Yeah, I'm so I'm glad yeah, that you...
3: Yeah, because when, when you start talking about it, explaining like the dating, yeah, how do you date, how you do stuff? It just reminded me of the sister, the older sister, and some of you might have sold out story. story. Um, it's an older woman who, you know, because she's a black woman, she couldn't go to church. They were having their Zoom church, and she dressed, she dressed up every Sunday. And, you know, the older <laughs> black women. she had her church crown. And You're so nice. someone, so they snapped pictures, and they showed, it must have been like a whole year and uh, I'm, I'm sure you've, some of you've seen that. And they posted up her where how every Sunday mm-hmm. she was dressed like she was going to church for real and had the church. <laughs> and she had a different hat. If you look it up, you, if you type it in. I'm going to find that. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you should sneak that in. Like, you know, somewhere in the oh, next season. Yeah. Know, some, somebody's grandma, like she got her church crown. She can actually go out. Grandma, you can actually go out now. But it was such a, it was a beautiful. <laughs> I love it. it was just like a sign of the time, but it was just something so poignant about yes. this uh, she must have been she's gotta be at Lisa, least in
2: her Lisa trying to get in day. your writers room that's no no I'm
5: just
3: saying Lisa <laughs> about like, to be looks
2: about she was in her seventies <laughs> <laughs> like
5: we need to add to this crown looked her. like she
3: was I in her seventies and like every Sunday like she had to, like she got some serious crowns like these are crowns like you know when she go in it's like Sister Pruitt Sister Pruitt <laughs> and, she, and, she, and she decided that don't, she don't do no finger tipping because she the not want us there an hour beforehand looking at everybody coming in. <laughs> but the beauty of it, the cultural experience of this Black woman who's like, we might not be able to have church and have our yes. conversation be together, you know, because what just, is the rule? You know, know, the company, what is yeah. it? Three? you have church wherever you are? Yep, yep. She was getting up, getting a hair leg, getting the church, and it, and it, it was just a beautiful oh, thing. It's yes. like in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, All stuff we're going through. Sister said, you know what? I'm showing up for the Lord.
5: Yes, you know she what? is. She's still in her Sunday's best.
2: Okay. You know what's funny? Oh my I...
4: God, these crowns. I see them. I know. Why oh, you see you see it? It? can you see yeah. it, the light? The, yes, <laughs> the light and the, and the joy in this woman's and, and this queen's face.
3: Mm. She's oh, so looking at me.
4: Look. Yeah, she's that <laughs> at me, please. Picture,
3: and it's like every picture <laughs> like God. Right And now, you know it. Every picture is like.
5: Every pictures like that. God is good. Wow. God is good. Like, wow, <laughs> God, is good. That is about.
2: <laughs> I just Tamika, really feel bad. I need to go I, back to church. <laughs> yeah, because I was just envisioning like an episode of maybe, maybe the whole episode is about five different people getting ready for something and we think they're going somewhere else and all they do is get in front of the a virtual the
5: experience
2: yes, One person, church, one person awesome. getting ready for work One person you know yes. whatever You could do a whole episode on that That might We could do that
5: yeah that could be like a I mean well now we're no longer doing the right. QT quarantine but that can still be a promo So mm-hmm. that's a great idea I can have like the cast, like all getting ready to do something different, and it's all virtual. So I like yeah, that. And it could right
2: all it, it, it could all tie into their character or whatever they. Yeah, character.
5: exactly. So that's dope. <laughs> and you and, and the here's lore. the
4: thing. You know what I mean, like here's the thing too. Like with this pandemic, we haven't faced anything like this in over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. this is not going to go away anytime soon. I don't right. think that like you you beat people over the head with it in creative, but you can't ignore it either right, right. you know right. you can't ignore it like it, it could be something like you know like if, if it's post um you know, uh, uh, quarantine, do we still grab, you know, if they're going out the door, you still see them grab their mask or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? like yeah. just little nods to it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but you don't exactly. have to sit up and have a whole conversation, right. but you see them right. grab their Oh, no, but it's not, it yeah. Has, it has it's that
2: subtle. Vision. It's subtle.
4: Yeah. It's it's subtle. That visual, subtle that visual. Right.
5: little visual, that, right. Little visual well, tell. Same again. Uh, uh, you know uh, what I mean? And I think we all are still going to always have the hand sanitizer. Yeah, we're if all I'm used to it now. We're used right. to it exactly. Um, we're, we're used to washing have... our
4: hands now.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and giving people, especially strangers, social like I'm side eye everybody when I go out to get some exercise <laughs> and I see everybody. Nobody got a mask so I'm, like, I'm just so rude now. Thank God for the mask. Because, like if they can see the way I'm looking at them, and I wear like sunglasses usually, I'm like. When I see someone with no mask, I am just so mean, like if they can see the way I'm mean, fucking <laughs> them like, it is crazy, so totally yeah, so but yeah, but all in all, I just want to okay. thank everyone because when I thought of this, who knew that not only it would become something that would be two seasons, it t- also turned into a movement, like this right. one idea that God planted, like just of the scene of a woman getting ready for a date, and it was a virtual date. Turned into this, and I think it's a case study, like um, as to what happens, like when our people come together, we can do anything, like
2: you know. And I'm thankful. The smart thing is, it speaks to everyone. We are all stuck in this situation. Some of us, you know, DM and I are married, so we know what it's like to be at home with our significant (laughs) others. But for people who are single, who are still out there, there's more of you, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're waiting, waiting for to it. a lot of people, you know. Your audience yeah. is huge, so it makes total sense to me why everybody's curious about this.
5: And I'm curious too. Well, I, and another thing is, we the cool thing about QT is that we did it without breaking any social distancing rules. So I would have loved to have a, a happily married couple and do that, but we didn't happen to have that in our cast. So we had to write in the show that people that were married. Oh, okay, you're at work. That's why you're not home. So I had to always think of creative ways to why aren't these people that are in a a, a happy relationship? Why aren't they together or other marriages we had to bring apart because that will explain why they're not. So it was really cool to tell a story um, and always just have to keep people apart. We did have scenes where some people were together, but that was when, because they were already together. Like they were already on vacation. So they just brought in their family or, you know, people that are in the same household. We, We did it like that, but yeah, we didn't violate, um, you know any uh social distancing doing it and that was really cool so it's going to be fun to do this spinoff because mm-hmm. now obviously everybody's going to be covid tested and hopefully many of us will be vaccinated i know i want mine so i'm waiting but um we want to uh, you
2: like such cool a to you would be able to get <laughs> I know.
4: A no. little
2: young self. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, look, I ran right
4: through the doors when they said 21. They were accepting 21-year-olds. I'm like, finally, I can get
5: in there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you
4: go. Jim made it, too. Just curious,
3: made it. I'd be, I'd be curious to me for the next season, too, in terms of how, especially with the dating millennials, like, how does it change when going from Zoom and the social cues when you're, on video, moving to being in person, and yep, yeah. yeah. being in the present. Like, how does that change and transform it? And where before you could like really couldn't leave. You were on the Zoom chat, but it's like if you're there, like it, it's going to be interesting right. how relationships and how stuff like it, like yeah, you know. Yeah. And, you know, especially everybody excited. just being excited to be able to touch other people, to hug them, to be able yeah. to sit with your friends in a restaurant and, like, laugh together. Like, yes. it's going to, it's, I, you know what, I expect, I expect to see, like, a bunch of people breaking down in public. Like, really, like, literally, yeah. like, you know, get to uh, see your family yeah. or friends or just to uh, laugh and, like,
5: hey, how's it to going? Touch and just,
3: to touch To touch them. Somebody. You yep. know
5: what I mean? Yep. You know? It's going to yep. be Absolutely. interesting. I miss that. And I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for it. Mm -hmm.
4: Think about people who had to lose their loved ones, you know, and had to say goodbye to them via an iPad. That happened to my neighbor. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that happened to my neighbor's mom. Yeah, Yeah. Imagine that. Like, first of all, the trauma of losing someone that you love Mm -hmm. and then you can't even get to them. So I I, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, emotional breakdowns and just everyone being so happy you know, yeah. so happy to be able to just breathe freely and love on each other um, in yeah. person. And it's really been traumatizing yeah. for people who struggle with depression and mental illness, because yeah. getting out and bringing being around people would bring them out of, you know, those lulls that that they would have. And yeah. I hear a lot of people, you know, sink deeper into uh, depression. So I really you know that's one of the reasons I got the vaccine because I want us to move forward in life and yeah. and, and yeah. like start approaching some sort of normalcy, and we have to start somewhere. You know, am I 100% uh, believing in the shot? I I, I don't know, but I know that I'm better with it right now than without it. Yeah. I'd rather not get something to protect me from dying. Right. You know, I'll handle a side effect or two. Yeah. But I don't want to die.
3: Right. Give a fight. Give yourself a fighting chance. I know that when people were watching um, the verses with them, Earth, Wind and Fire, and mm-hmm. and the Ivy yes. Brothers. Mm-hmm. One of the things that one of the things that was so poignant, and the after like the after conversations, um, much later, was you know being with family and th- that music bringing back memories and people having stories like, oh my god, my you know this person, I remember this when this happened, and those kind of those things that were like touching that kind of like that that nerve in the brain where it's like black people cookouts that type of music, mm-hmm. and, it's, yeah. it's, and it's 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 like our own, like, it's our history, like whenever you put on a, a an Isley Brothers Earth, Wind & Fire record, you know, black people get something from it from any age group. Like, if you heard certain songs from, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire, the first thing you think of is HBCUs and mm-hmm. college football games, and all right, here we come, we're dancing, or, you know, an Isley <laughs> Brothers song comes on, like, oh, this is the song about, this, this the grown folks music, <laughs> or roller skating, or just, you know, just... Getting your hair did like sitting between someone's legs and having them grease your the scalp and gossip. Damn. Or, I or wait. Heard about or, or, wait scalp or, or, or wait. Or waiting for dear, the old. Dear, or, okay. <laughs> wait. Waiting for the old uncles to start talking with the brown liquor so you can sneak in and get a second plate. Telling people, all right, I need you to go back in there. But don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't. Tell them this plate, don't, don't tell them this plate is for me. Say the plate is for you because you know some of y'all, black folks. When you say you don't get a plate to go, you'd be taking like five or six and so you be sending little kids up in there to act like they getting a plate. And it was like, listen to those songs and, and the black people are like, We are so ready to get together and have our cookout and to tell our stories and just to touch one another, you know, and just dance, you know, <coughs> just you know, pop your finger a little bit and just smell that barbecue with somebody else and say, Oh, that the brisket looking good. Them ribs, they not turning the ribs over. I ain't eating herbish, Who potato salad is that? Who brought the potato? <laughs> who brought- Why is the potato salad green? No, we ain't doing that. that
2: potato salad who made it? Yeah, let me see,
4: see their fingernails. Yeah, let me see the fingernails. <laughs> that the woman who brought it in, and she drives a '67 Plymouth.
2: Wow,
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, she got the wig cock to the side. It's the yeah. Okay, we eating that potato salad. She got the <laughs> wig cock to the side, so you know she put her <laughs> she foot in. She
4: have extra meat on. Her okay, it oh. good, it's the extra meat. That's the good stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. But she uh, knows what yeah. she's
2: doing. Well, yeah. you know, we
3: ready. We, so, we are ready. We ready.
2: So let's move to you, DM. Let's get to you. So let let's talk about yeah. your story. You know where you're from and how you got into the game and how you worked your way up as an executive.
4: Oh, man. Okay, so. Okay, that's, um, enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, boy. I, it's because I've been around for a while. It's, it's always an interesting question, and I never know um, what starting point to jump in at. Um, but Where'd you grow up? I'm, I grew up in the South. So okay. I was born in Ohio, but at 10 years old, I moved to the South. Starting with Alabama for three years and then Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta when I was 14, right. 13. And then I met my husband um, at 15 at a roller oh, rink. Oh. And uh, see? we'll steal
2: see. Again. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <was my> <laughs> i see yeah. seen you. Beautiful couple. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I met him when, when we were just kids. So, Um, You know, he was with me uh, at the start of my career, which was in front of the camera. And then, um, you know, I really did well in that market after just really studying up and learning the game and all of that. It took me about three years to, you know, book my first thing. And um, once I did, I I started booking pretty heavily. Um, I'd become like hundreds of commercials, voiceovers, corporate video. Um, every week, I had at least two things on TV, so people were always like, "Hey, I just saw you." You know so that was really cool in the beginning, especially for my mom. She loved seeing me on TV and stuff. And then I felt like I had kind of tapped out the Atlanta market and I was wanting to do more than just commercials and voiceovers and, you know, an occasional guest starring spot on an episodic. And so, you know, I looked at my husband and said, you know, I'm ready to compete with the big dogs. It's time to move to L.A. And I thought I would have to really twist his arm because all of our family's there in Atlanta. We knew no one in L.A. My husband was a young father um, to a beautiful and amazing girl who's been in my life again since I was 15 years old. So, you know, um, he would have to say goodbye to her and you know, mom and all of that. But he immediately said, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Oh my God. So I I quickly went into action before he had a chance to think too deeply about it. (laughs) I didn't want him to change his mind. And, um, so we, we moved here. We drove here with his best friend, uh, uh, driving one truck with our cars and all of our belongings uh, uh, hooked up and, and we drove the other. And, um, Got here and I got to L.A. in 99. And I'll never forget when we we pulled up to our place and um, unpacked and we arrived at like, I'd say, two o'clock in the morning. And I'll never forget after moving everything in and everyone was tired. And so they just crashed. And I sat in the middle of of the living room just looking around and it was dead quiet. And I started to cry. And I said, oh my God, what have I done? I don't know anybody here. I feel so small. I felt so small in the overall scheme of things. Just like I literally felt like a speck of dust. And all I could hear was just like the buzz of something on, whether it was something electric or whatever. And I just felt like, oh my, I was kind of shell-shocked. Like how am I gonna make it? in the city where everybody has given up everything. They've given up even more. Some people are living in their cars. I have a husband, I have opportunity. Some people have nothing. So how am I gonna break through? And so um, I just started putting together a plan and just being really strategic about it and, and said, all right, what are all of the things that actors complain about? And most things that actors complain about is their agents not getting them any work or they haven't worked. Um, But also, they're notorious for being lazy and expecting it to drop (laughs) in their laps. I've I've worked with a lot of them. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to become the hardest working actress that I know. I'm going to like. And then I started this uh, journal called Do Something Every Day, which eventually evolved over into the blueprint because I know me. I didn't know L.A., but I know me. And, And so I said, all right. If, if this is the thought of actors, then I'm going to become the hardest working actor I know. Once I secure an agent, I'm going to look at them as my assistant, but it's not going to be up to them to get work for me. It's going to be up to me to get work for me. And so we became like a really good team there. But I've always been really selective on uh, me and me and uh, several agents became a really good team and figuring out what we were going to do but the roles weren't coming fast enough. Like my first three months, I, I booked an Aaron Spelling show and some other things and secured my agents right away. And then I got through the um, honeymoon phase and then things dried up. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? And so um, I was waiting table at the time. I strategically picked this spot where all the players would be um, and it was like the hottest spot in LA, uh, uh, the W Hotel in Westwood. And so a lot of my industry connections that I have now, oh, uh, I w. had then. I, I, yeah, see, you yes.
3: know. Yes, film, Indi- film independent, yes. Film independent, when they had to film festival, we'd hang out the duck.
4: Mm. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> it was, see, it was where everybody hung out. I, I, uh, mm. I was saying yesterday, I spent time with DMX there. He stayed with us for a little while. A lot of people used to say us. that was the hotel Kanye West was at when he had the wreck and he had to have his uh, jaws wired because we were shocked that somebody was, we were like, man, this rapper is building a studio in, in his room. And his mom would come down all the time and just like taking the property because it's really beautiful. And she would say, my, my son's going to be really big. Like she would brag on him, but I didn't know it was Kanye. We didn't know who Kanye was at, at the time, but so many people came in. And so um, so that plan worked to just, you know, strategically place myself, not be hungry, not have a headshot in my back pocket saying, hey, you know, look at me tap dance and all of this. I never said what I did. I always let them ask because we would have the conversation and they would say, so what else is it that you do? Like, there's no way you're just waiting tables here. And and most waitresses (laughs) in L.A. are uh, in the business in, in some sort of form. And so, and then we would just take it from there. Um, But I immediately started saying, okay, where else can I plug myself? And the American, well, film schools was one. Um, One of my uh, coworkers said, DM, what you got to do is like, your reel that you have is great, but it's, there's nothing in LA, like LA want to see what you've done here and what you can do here. And the best thing you can do is get up with some up and coming filmmakers and then do each other's projects. And I recommend the American Film Institute because they have some high quality you know, fellows there and they do really good work. And so that's what I did. I started going around to the film schools, posting my headshots, but again, very selective in what I did. I turned down a lot, but I finally saw an opportunity and said, hey, um, are you looking for an assistant? I've always wanted to be behind the camera. And they're like, no, 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 but we really want you to do this part. And so I just kept pushing my way and they said, okay, And um, so at the American Film Institute, I was able to be an assistant to one of the producers. And what I quickly learned is when they pull you into the team, which consists of a producer, an editor, a director, and a writer, um, you get to sit in on those classes, (laughs) at least at that time. And so I was like, you know what? If I play this right and add enough value, I can get a full-on education. And that's what I did. I was at AFI every single day in meetings, in classes, learning, but... I was bringing a ton of value, things they couldn't do. I would just go out and make them happen. And so I became known as uh, the secret weapon. And uh, that's when I, I, I'd never heard of Storm before, but they were comparing me to Storm, this this character. Oh, but it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. Yeah, I got the little figurine um, on my desk that somebody gave me. But it was really um, what I encourage people to do is when you get an opportunity, don't just sit there with the picture pen and pad and just take in notes and be wide eyed. See what you can do
3: <laughs> to live. Hilliard, Hilliard says that all the time when he says when you're, you're in an internship or you're doing something, like you take the initiative and jump in there. And if you see something needs to be done, you know, you take the initiative to handle that so that they see the value in you or you become Absolutely. indispensable. Well, the, um, indispensable always... Indispensable
4: mm-hmm. That's yes. it That was always my goal With every single person In assignment mm-hmm. I had got to make myself Indispensable So they Recognize the value uh, Not only in myself But to this project And they right. keep
2: me <laughs> Right right. <laughs> Go ahead
4: Hilliard I'm sorry
2: I'm sorry I was just going to say I always say Because I have a lot of people Who want to be my mentee And I'm like Don't just ask me To be my mentee Now this is usually When we can have people At the office And I have a beautiful office Over the lot You know And I'm like, just come by, you know, we're going to be recording the show or, you know, come watch me when I'm putting the board together, you know, whatever. And I watch and you've seen them, Lisa, we've had dozens of writers coming to my office and literally two of them over the last, what, 10 years? Yeah. Have I taken in? And it's only because I always say, if I drop it, pick it up. And I don't mean them as an (laughs) asshole. I mean, do exactly what DM is talking about. Yeah. Because you know me, uh, uh, Lisa. My friends, like my producing partner, Pamela, is a big casting director. She'll be casting and I'll go in. This is when we can go in. I'll go in and cast with her and I'll be her assistant. I'll be getting coffee. I'll be doing whatever. I'm a producer. You yeah. know what I mean? But I told yeah. her I'd help. I'm yeah. running the camera. If she, if she needs me to read, Love I'll it. read. Like whatever the thing is, I do. And I can't tell you how many producers have went, Who's this dude? She's like, Oh, that's yeah. my producing partner. He ain't no assistant. You know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. tell you how many times this happened. You know, just yeah. what is it?
4: Like, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's about checking your ego at the door and doing what you got to do to move that production or whatever situation you're in further and to make the person at the helm of that shine. It's not for you to get on there and say, look what I did. It's for you to get on and say, um, do these things. And then it supports the project and the project shines. And so that was my goal. It was just to get whatever I heard them say they couldn't do, I did. Um, I think Tamika was on a panel with me one time when I talked about, um, I had just left the meeting. And, um, you know, they gave me a shot. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it everything I got. Mm -hmm. And so there was two cast members that they wanted. And they said, we can't do this project without it. Like, we need, I can't imagine anybody else in these roles. And I don't want to do the project without them. One of them was Bruce Bruce, a comedian um, out of Atlanta. They wanted him as a I creature. I remember Bruce
2: Bruce. He was hilarious. Yep, yep. Cool. Love love him. I love
4: Bruce Bruce. We went on a, a comedic tour. It's probably the, the, the most fun I've had in my entire life, traveling with him on the tour bus. Hilarious. Um, but they wanted him and they wanted Ronaldo Ray as the deacon. And uh, so because I had a relationship with Bruce Bruce, I said, OK, let me work on it. And we ran into brick wall after brick wall because the date that the um, student film had to shoot, they give you dates and you have to make those dates work. You can't, you know, go around it, suggest other dates like they give you dates and you have to make it work. So those dates fell on his touring schedule. So they were like, well, we want to, but there's no way. Long story short, I got him to adjust things. (laughs) So we got Bruce Bruce on. But that took me that took me two months, actually, like it took me really working with his manager, going back to the office in person, you know, all of that. So work that out. They really wanted Ronaldo Ray. And they said, well, we got the script to him, but he's not responding X, Y, and Z. So I had just left that meeting and I was on my way, leaving the American Film Institute, on my way to the W Hotel. And uh, I ended up on, um, I was in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard and I pull up at the red light. And I'm just waiting, and I have all of this stuff in my head about what they need. And I'm like, what can I do? And this car pulled up on the right-hand side at the light, and I look over, and it's Ronaldo Ray. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I said, you know what? Just fucking do it. Just do it. And so I rolled down my window, and I said, hi there. And he said, hi. Hi. And I recognized his car because uh, I was crossing the street um, maybe about a year ago, a a year prior, and he uh, pulled up and was flirting a little bit. So (laughs) I recognized his car and I knew that he was a jokester. So I rolled down my window and I said, hi. And he says, hi. I said, how are you? And he said, better now. And I said, well, hey, (laughs) we were just talking about you in a production meeting at uh, the American Film Institute. I had the script. I jotted my number down on the back. I said, can you read it? I don't, I swear to God, I don't know how I got the script to him. I don't know if I threw it out of my window. I don't know if I got out of my car. I cannot remember. I got him the script with my information on it before that light changed red. I told him to read it over the weekend. He called us on Monday and said, um, I'm interested, but I have one problem. And I said, what? <laughs> and he said, I don't do bit parts. You're going to have to beef this up. And we were like, oh, my God. So I came in bringing them the two biggest leads that they needed. And that film went on. We won so many awards. And, and Tamika, even the um, Hollywood Black Film Festival with uh, 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 Tanya, yep, I think that was yep, one of the yep, first awards that, comes, yep, that we yeah, won. Yeah. 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 I think that was one of the first I ones. Love so, it. And then from there, I became known as the producer who could do anything. So all of the fellows there were like trying to get me for for their projects. And so just to make a very long story short, I mean, that was my first time doing it on any sort of professional level, you know? And so I was like, okay, if you guys trust me, um, let's go. And so I ended up producing and directing six shorts um, from August all the way through that April while working a full-time job, five days a week at the W Hotel, And I realized that if I buckled down really hard, sacrificed my body and my mind, um, that I could have a new career. Because when I started working on that first film, I never wanted another camera in my face again. I was like, this is my true calling. I don't want to be an actor, I want to be a producer. (laughs) Oh my God, this is it because it incorporates every single strength that I have. And then I was like, well, why all those years acting and all that time I dedicated to the craft. Well, it helps me be a better director. I know how to relate to actors. This is why I work so well with talent. (laughs) I know how they think. I know what they want. I know what to say. So people call me the talent whisperer. I worked with a lot of talent uh, when I was at ABC and I'll be doing that at um, NBC too. So that was like the nucleus of how everything got started and how the producing career kicked off. And so like I said, I buckled down and I, I realized I can get an education out of that. And so I did. And then I realized I can get a, a producer's reel and director's reel out of that if I, if I buckled down. So that's what I did. So in eight months, I came out with a new career and a proof of, uh, and, and a sizzle, you know, showing what I can do as a producer, director. And then it, it was just off to the races from there. It, it was hard, but it's still off to the races from there.
2: I love it. So, I love so it. tell, so tell me,
3: when you, when, you, when you were trying to, to Wrangle in, Ronaldo Ray. Did you have your cell phone? I'll tell your husband, honey, I'm flirting with Mr. Ronaldo Ray. <laughs> don't, don't take it no. seriously. I got I to gotta, I gotta work the system here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what?
4: He understands. I, I, I tell you, like, and in the beginning, like, it, it took us 11 years to get married. My husband and I, 11 years to get married. Again, I was 15. He wanted to get married right away. I <laughs> wanted to wait until, um, you know, we I really wanted to wait because... I wanted to make sure he was on board with what I was doing. He was really insecure in the beginning,
2: mm-hmm. very
4: insecure. So, like when I would book something, instead of him being happy about it, he would just get quiet, or mm-hmm. there'd be like a little mood. You like he's gonna change for something. There it is. She gonna, she yeah. gonna, yeah. She gonna yeah. turn it. She gonna yeah. turn it to her. Angela
3: Bassett, and she gonna <laughs> run off and be Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know? Yeah. yeah.
4: There it is. For real? He, uh-huh. he felt like I would, you know, leave that relationship, and so. What I had to realize is I had to do my part in making him feel secure and involving him yes. more. And, you know, and so once I, I, I clicked that, then we were off and running and then <laughs> we got married. So I could be uh, like, it could be like a, a, a Zoom full of men right now. And he wouldn't be like, who are you talking to? Who are they? Just lets me handle up my business because he Ooh. trusts me. <laughs> you know he trusts it. me, yeah, um, yeah. and and there's never any um, who's that guy? What are you doing? Why are you up to? Like Eme and I would be working four and five o'clock in the morning um, on one of the shows that I did for Clubhouse. He was never like, "Who's this dude? You're on the phone with laughing, giggling, you all you know, telling jokes and stuff she at can. four or five o'clock." <laughs>
2: You're on there kicking
4: a little too long. You're kicking a little too long. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but no, like, and and I'm blessed because, um, and and you know what? Him affording me that trust makes me really want to maintain that trust. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I never want to do anything to betray that trust, especially because he affords me that. You know, he gives me the room. Like, he may not always know what to do or say. But he gives me the room to do what I need to do. And he's just a solid foundation for me to stand on and do what I need to do. So I, I am blessed in that, that way. I've never had um, an issue. It was early on, like I said. But once I realized what it was and, and addressed it, mm-hmm. then we, we never had issues like that. It's again. also
2: maturity never. and growth, you know. Yeah. Happens, yeah. You know? But it's funny, though, Jim, we have a very similar career in how we started producing. You know, I started producing, I was an actor first, you know what I mean? I started writing, you know, and producing and stuff because um, I needed to. Like, it it happened. I had no idea that I was going to not be acting anymore. But as soon as I started writing, I wrote one line and never wanted to act again. One line.
4: Yeah! Uh, You know what I mean? Destiny. Destiny. And it's so freeing.
2: Yeah, but, but it okay. makes you a
5: better writer too that you know absolutely remember,
2: that perspective. I'm 50. I was acting since I was 12, you know, and so and, and I've everything, done. Yeah, every... It's
5: crazy that you're 50 and I'm looking at you. I'm looking at a 25 year old man right now. So, really? <laughs> you're like, you're looking 35? at a 2,000 year old.
3: Oh, you're looking on. at a 2,000 vampire. Don't let him fool you. We talked about this. we talked about this at the it's beginning. Funny, y'all. I'm we talked you. about I, this at just, the
5: beginning.
4: Don't let him pull Because <laughs> he's happy, though. Like you
2: know, look how he's glowing. Yeah, he's a good person. Person. Uh, it's yep, it's the glow for real. I Great love life. that. I love, my life. I love that. Yeah, but we have <laughs> we have that in common though, DM. Both of our husbands are people that allow us to do what we want to do, yes. and it's I'm blessed. You yeah. know, for sure. But you you both carry yourself. Difference.
5: With the utmost dignity for your marriages and you know respect. Like I see how you move. Like yeah, they they have every reason. Yeah, like you're not you're not going to see
4: me naked on the gram. You know. Yeah, or even just doing too much hanging out or disrespecting marriage or 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 myself. You know, um, or the craft. You know, there's I have a healthy amount of respect for my husband, for myself, and for the craft. And and I I live by um, if you pay attention to your character. Your mm-hmm. reputation will take care of itself. That part, and I heard Woo, that when that I was a T-shirt. I know oh, that was a T-shirt. wasn't oh, yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I nice. heard
4: that as a teenager getting ready for work, and it never left my mind. And it, it's and it, I, and I lived that way, but I just didn't have the language, mm-hmm. you know, for it. But I heard it, and I was like, "That's it. You don't have to worry about those things if you pay attention to your character." Um, sometimes people may misread you, but um, that's on them. You know, when you know that your character is solid, it's up to them to get up to speed with who you are. It's not for you to prove anything. You have to just keep being you, keep living and growing in integrity and just be a good human.
2: That's and all you, it
4: is, is just being a good human.
2: Sorry, and that, that's what the other night when I was on Carol's um, Clubhouse the other night, that's what I wanted the room to be about because Lisa and I had just talked about, I know you guys came on a lot later, the whole conversation started because of a tweet. So somebody had posted on a tweet something about um, Shia LaBeouf, you know, and him submitting to competitions and all these things like that. And I was the only person neutrally going, well, I kind of understand why he would do it. He's trying to reinvent himself. Why wouldn't he do it? You know, and right. everybody's like, oh, he's a star and he shouldn't be able to do it. And him. I'm like, no, you guys don't understand how this works. Even celebrities right. have to reinvent themselves. You know what I mean? And of course, everybody started coming in on me. You know how Twitter is. They said, oh, so you know a bunch of $10 million movie stars. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I'm not going to – that's not important. What's important is that I know this stuff. So I was just thinking about what you were just saying there, is when you know things, you run in your truth, right? One of the things I know about this industry, because I've been in it for a very long time, it's usually people on the outside making assumptions, about yes. what happens on the inside. And so they decide because you're rich, you have control over everything. Because you're rich and you want, you're an actor and you want to write, all your team at CA is on your side. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. They're making $10 million right. on you and you want to write and make $200,000? They're not happy about that. <laughs> that's Absolutely, <the> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. where that whole conversation came from. I wanted to have like a, a whole discussion On Clubhouse about that because I was getting a bunch of trolls going oh and I was going I don't know where you guys are getting your information from (laughs) and I say clearly you don't live in L.A. (laughs) because if and you have celebrity friends you don't understand that everybody has to pivot. I even gave him the example of Bieber. You know I said Bieber is the big one of the biggest pop stars in the world. What did he just come out with a song about being what lonely? Your assumption is he's not lonely at all. Call it. You see what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's the assumption that we live in. But when you're here and you know movie stars and celebrities and whatever, you know nobody's satisfied. Yeah. It appears yeah. to be like that. It's a perception. You oh know my what I
4: mean? goodness. Yeah. I mean, l- let me just tell you uh, uh, how, how true that is, Hilliard. And, and I'll leave their name out just out of respect okay. because I'm going to get into a little personal conversation. But um, I'm best friends with a really I- big, iconic group, okay. and when they got their star on the red carpet, I was right there, front and center, mm-hmm. sharing that, that accolade with them, right. um, huge all over the globe, so miserable, have all the money in the world, mm-hmm. beautiful homes, mom yeah. lives Plural across man. the lake that they <laughs> built for her. I'm doing it like they are iconic, but depressed. And mm-hmm. counseling sessions help me pivot.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: How I'm getting? We're getting older. We can't do this. So too much longer.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> how how am I gonna pivot? And and they're they're seeing therapists. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They can't tour right now. You yeah. know they would have had two two or three tours by now. Huge tours. So they're getting hit financially, but they have huge bills.
0: Mm. The
4: wife, getting older, but was like known as the most beautiful person ever. Mm. And she's feeling age, and yep. what have I done with my career, but support his. Mm. I've, yeah. I've helped him get all of this success, but what about me? Mm. And now I'm in my 50s. <laughs> And hmm. how am I going to pivot? What am I going to do? So it's a very real thing. It doesn't matter how much money, how many awards you've won. Those are the ones who are generally the most troubled. And, and I'll say this too, and I'll leave this person's name out, but on Clubhouse, there's someone that I reached out to them. And I said, would you be interested in doing Dancing with the Stars? Because <laughs> I have seen it change people's lives when I was on the show, because that show, let's face it, it's like, it's, a-list people who have found come upon a lull in their career, and they're figuring out a way to come back up, or they're really hot and happening in the reality space or the athletic space, because we, we football players, for some reason, do a really good job as dancers. They're really light on their feet. So a lot of people come there and, and reinvent themselves and, or, or pick their careers back up. And, and I didn't know how this person would, would take it, because it's a fast automatic. track. Yeah. you know it, it's yeah. a de- There you go, it's a definite fast track. And I reached out and they were like, why not? And then as they started thinking about it, started sending me, yeah, it could be cool if we did this, that, or the other. So I've reached out to this person's manager. And so they're looking for a way to pivot. There's a few people, so you can't think, and that's what makes <clears> the, <throat> the depression comes in. That's why Bieber singing about being lonely, because they feel like once you hit that level, you're you're not worried about money. You're not worried about friends. You're not lonely. You're not worried about your next job. And you're only as good as your last job. No one wants their startup to fall. And so the higher you are, it's about maintaining it. And that's the hard part: maintaining that 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 level of superstar and stardom. It's really tough. So and, I and honestly privacy. Don't feel bad. Go ahead, Lisa. and privacy and privacy. Yeah, and privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish
3: a lot of these, like, you know, the celebrities who, have like, even if it's, like, being singers or actors, almost feel like the pivot for them, especially if they're not booking things as they used to. With a lot of the young talent that's coming out now, I wish there was some way that they would start looking into become those type of mentors to train some of these, because so, in the old days, yeah. I don't know if y'all remember Motown, all them, they had like, where they groomed you and got you ready and polished. And yeah, I, I, what's the job title for that? A polisher. I don't know yeah. what is, but, it is, but a and R- a- R- a- R- a- R- a- R- get the media yeah. training. It's almost like, I wish they would go back and start being those and working with those young people. Cause one, they know what it's like, you know what I mean? They can mm-hmm. impart that wisdom and they could actually help some of these younger ones coming up not fake an ass of themselves in public and, and doing things like you shouldn't do that. But I don't know if a lot of them think it's because, well, I should be able to maintain who I am. It's almost like you need to look at yourself as an elder statesman and pivot into something in terms of helping the other ones. Because not only does it elevate you again, puts you in the mind's eye of the people and stuff like that, but you know, you're just doing a service to like, you know if you're depressed there's nothing like watching younger people taking your wisdom and helping them and seeing their success and you share in that as someone who has been there done that here's which not to do you know what I mean I I just wish a lot of them would would look into doing something like that because it just feels like there's so much wisdom and we're missing that disconnect like the old days
4: and 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 I, I think what it is is that um, at least because I, I know some um, people who, who've worked in that lane and what I think as far as like A&R management, uh, what I think it is, is it needs to be a balance of allowing a, a person's um, true abilities to shine through, but giving, but showing them um, a better version of themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to changing who they are. Um And it's it's a fine line and there's no cookie cutter way to do it. This is why you have to be really good um, with talent and Mm -hmm. and really, um, oh oh gosh, uh, I'm, I'm losing the words for it, but just really know how to bring out the best in them without forcing things down their throats. When I'm working with talent, the first thing I do is just find out what they love and, and, and what they want to do and what makes them, them tick. And then from that conversation, I start pulling out things to shape whatever it is we're, we're trying to do. So say, for instance, um, there's a show that I was producing on Instagram with four guys. Mm-hmm. And what drew me to these guys is uh, when they would come on, although at the time that the head guy had like 800 followers. But it didn't matter what time they would come on, they would get at least 200 people in the room. And I'm like, wow, I know people that have millions of followers and they get like maybe 30, right? (laughs) you know. And so these people are really plugged into these guys. And so long story short, I I reached out and said, hey, what are you trying to do with this show? And they initially wanted it to be celebrity driven. And so I thought about bringing in different, you know, guests for them to interview. Mm -hmm. But. As I got to know them, and again, it's like, you know, having one-on-ones, group meetings and one-on-ones, and after I did that, I was like, you know what? This is not a celebrity-driven show. You guys are the celebrity, and Mm. this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This show is about real men becoming in real time because we're ever-evolving, and your audience is 99% female. Mm. Half of you are single. So we need to tap into your, what your audience wants and what they're showing up for. But we need to also reveal things and like pull back layers of who each of you are week after week. And through that conversation, inspire people and help them find their way and let them know how human you are. And if they see you making mistakes and admitting to them, uh, then they'll feel that much more comfortable and they'll feel that much more human. Right. And so, and so it was just every week figuring out who they were more and more and then revealing that on camera. And it, it just really worked well, but you have to be able to listen and not come in and want to just assert your opinion, assert your authority, assert your experience, get to know who they are, what they really want to do and then shape the creative from there. You don't, change them completely. You just take the best of them right. and highlight it and then and then the, the least that they're not paying attention to, but you may see it and just really blow it out. You know, mm-hmm. that's what talent yeah. development is.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's why you're a good executive and a great producer is you have that mindset. <clears throat> one of the one of the things that mm-hmm. I get I get a lot of credit for because I'm known as being a fixer, you know, I I either come on and produce and fix <clears throat> something or I come mm-hmm. on and, or, and fix a script you know whatever it is <laughs> yeah it's because i'm so cool and calm all the time no matter what the fire is i'm like what's the problem here i'm like okay let me think about it. okay got it we're going to talk to that department to that department and we're going to get them to meet because there's clearly something you know what i mean i just see what it is and then i'll be the mediator in between it and be like oh okay this was about miscommunication you know we know the lines yep. and on a set yep. you're not supposed to cross here you're not supposed to cross here let's do this Next yep. time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, oh, okay. You guys cool with that? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm cool. I don't have a problem with them. You know what I mean? Usually yeah. I can figure out where the where the core of the problem is. And I'll literally, I'll take them for a walk. And we'll go for a walk around the set. And I'll be like, let's talk for a minute. You know, they just needed to vent to somebody, but they can't. And I just see them burning. You know, I'm like, tell me. And they
4: don't see a person that they can trust. But Hilliard, right. immediately they get that with you. Immediately. Right. I can see them feeling at ease and saying, oh, okay, yeah. here's a sounding for board sure.
2: for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I tell and them, you can yell at me, scream at me. And let's not do it over there, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not let them. Yeah. Let them, never let them see you sweat, you know what I mean? And so, yes, so I love that. I love that you see that in yourself, um, uh, DM. Um, Tamika, one of the things that, that I love about you that I was starting to say earlier is, is some people, have qualities about themselves that you just want to help them. You know, Aww. you just, you just want them to succeed, you know, yeah. and, and you really have that about you. you. Every, like I said, sometime I'll just go, I, when are they going to come out with a thing where you could come on to Clubhouse and people can't see you, by the way, when are you going to do that? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they could, do, really? I'd be on there more. Yeah, yeah. they keep saying Oh, yeah. because like you're like see, there's you, like, yeah, you want to go abuse. in. Cuz <laughs> I don't, <laughs>
4: don't always want to go up to stage. Rooms, I just want to sit there. And yeah. But you but, 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 your but for, for my thing is it's like going going into a room. Like there might be a room I'm curious about, but I may not want my followers to go exactly. in that
2: room. Exactly. because That's a, I don't
4: know what it is yet, but I'm right. curious. And so I want to be yeah. able to go in and not have my name Beyond the thing, I go into yeah. a lot more rooms, but I'm not going to lead my followers into something that I'm unsure of, I don't know that's about. a little bit exactly. riche, you know? Yeah. Or like, that I'll judged <laughs> about. I know, exactly.
3: I know. It's like yeah. I want to go into the freaky room and check it out, but I don't yeah, want to talk but about
5: it. But <laughs> I don't want to talk about something. I mean, you just might, I'm I'm I've, I've seen some stuff on this. <laughs> so I'm like,
4: sure,
2: Lisa. Oh. Lisa, there are freaky rooms on there, by the way. Oh, <laughs>
4: totally, <laughs> totally. they are. Yeah, and the. Women are more brash than the men sometimes, so I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and for A me, like, I'm only
5: oh, on right. here to network. So when I see people in those rooms, I'm like, mm. like I just yeah. There's certainly other apps you could do to, you know, like I don't want people having any assumptions about what I'm into or you know, like no, thank you, not yeah. on Clubhouse.
4: Yeah, uh, Hilliard, okay. I, I want to piggyback off of what sure. you were saying, Hilliard, because you're right. Tamika does have that quality that you just want to support everything that she does. Um, she's very proactive. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I yeah. said that earlier, you but did. she's just extremely did, proactive. I like that. And you need, but that's yeah. what you need, Tamika. Like that's that, the, you have that, that quality. Though. That's oh, the exactly, thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: You know, hey, and, and, and I say this all the time and, and I, I know I'm talking a lot. Forgive me. But um, Lisa, we talk about this all the time on the show about how we always have writers. I hate when writers come to me asking me for help. And instead of going, <laughs> how do I do this? They say, hey, I did these things. Does that sound right? There's a difference. There's a difference. Huge difference. A difference. I like that. You know what I mean? That's Don't true. come to me going, well, how do I get scripts? Or how do I write a script? Yeah. How do I'm like, no, yeah. bitch, you didn't do no research you came to me. <laughs> with the internet like, that has he, it, totally with, with that the expectation it, I gotta go in? Yeah, you want me to do work. You work. know what totally, I mean? Totally, and, and, totally Yeah. So totally. I want the person who's like, Oh, I just made this and call it a digital series now. That's the new word they're using, by the way. I
5: know I usually do. I did That's I okay. usually but it, just sounds, it, sounds yeah, it sounds more important
2: Yeah it sounds more important than that
5: It does and it makes you feel more And now I mean we are Like on multiple platforms so it is A digital series Exactly. exactly. But, oh yeah um, We're just Rethinking
4: Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I had to uh, mute it because my husband started vacuuming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you oh, all love a little huh? little podcast. are going to start cleaning up.
4: Noise. Wait, wait. He come, he come <laughs> in and check in. Like, she laughing too much in there.
3: She's she, she laughing too much <laughs> <laughs> Let me, Let me run
2: this vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> you, run. you already said it was going
4: to be like 30 minutes to an hour. What you
2: doing? Um, <laughs> I ain't even doing it. But, <laughs> but, but I
4: just gotta say this about Tamika because it's 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 such a um, valuable asset to have someone that's proactive, um, that that you know takes the reins. You're already like uh, when we were in the um, room yesterday, and you were talking about educating us on the payment feature, Tamika. Um, you had said you should you wanted to do a grid of all of our nonprofits. So that it's all wow. in one place and that we know how, what everyone's doing and we can blow these up in our rooms for support. Right. And then she offered to uh, do the grid. Like that's sourcing everybody's information and putting it on a template. We do you have time to do that? Who has
5: time to <laughs> it's do easy. that? Don't think I'm easy for me. Don't think like, I mean, and, I can put that together
4: in a second. <laughs> Hilliard, she is the grid queen. I she know. is putting together these <laughs> spreadsheets. Like, it's nobody's business. And I'm like, girl, I would have to prepare myself for, like, I don't weeks. even know how to do it. I know. <laughs> I need the, I, I mean, that's how them, I stay organized. It
5: so, everything. it's just easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's me, like, that's what are you guys doing?
4: That's a great yeah. skill set. That's a really great skill set. I'm telling you. So, keep hey, showing yeah. up like that. You know, not yeah. just, you know, doing your, your creative and amazing. It's like Hilliard, like, he's getting coffee for his producing partner. But look at the boss he is. You know, there's, there's no humility with you, uh, Tamika. You're the first one to volunteer, to help wrangle yep. things, pull a meeting together, send out the Zooms, um, inform mm-hmm. us that the meetings coming up, organize us. Those are really, really
2: stupid. She's a You're leader. Like, you'll She's a natural work. leader.
4: Yeah, Thank yeah. It. You'll that always support. work with those qualities, so keep it up. I cannot say that enough. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I appreciate that. No, <laughs> I, I, I love it.
2: I have a question for you, and I don't know if, and shout out to Gino and, and Miles, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, have you Love have you looked into turning your show into a Writers Guild, um, signatory? I need to. That that it's, not, that, it, it's to get just on. a bunch of paperwork for a digital exactly
5: series. I would love to like talk to you about that because you know uh-huh. you never know what you need or but I would love
2: to you might as well a- do it because like, then you could be like, out you there hanging out with us you know what I mean
5: oh I thought oh man and the world's opening up okay yes yeah. um, send me the papers or I, I mean I'll do my we'll research talk. first and then say does this look right <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah it's, it's just a simple call over there I have a series I want to oh, make, yeah. make it I want to make it I'm gonna make that call tomorrow yeah, yes, means. exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and Thank
4: what does that you. mean, no, I'm Hillier, to make it signatory?
2: So you were you were turning your company into a signatory company. So um and and what it does is because it's a digital like you know web series or they call it a um
5: mm-hmm.
2: oh, I had it just at the top of my head a second ago uh new media. Is what it
5: is. Yeah, I've always called it. Okay,
2: okay. So it's a a new media contract. So what you would do? This is I'm just spitballing here. I don't know all the things. Okay, (laughs) but I have sent seven (laughs) or eight writers there who are all in the guild right now. Okay, Okay. and and they they came through. They came through with their web series. Um, Yeah. um, And so what they did was they made the call, said what they needed to find out and then they send them the information. Actually, it's already on there. They just go download this information and fill in all this stuff. And what did you do is, so where it says to pay the actors or to pay, to, to pay the writers, um, you also, oh, two things. You want to do it separately. So it's not like on your um, production. It's like you make up another production that pays you, your LLC. Got you. Right, it's like Got that. You. Yeah, my
5: L- so I that, have an LLC.
2: Yeah, and you don't have to worry about the fee being, you know, $40,000 for a script and, you know, whatever it is, it's not Ooh. that anymore. It's like okay. I'm paying the writers $50. It's literally yeah, yeah. like stuff like that. It's crazy. I love it. So whatever ah, the yeah. you come up with is you, you could do it. This is it's what it's about. about. Yeah. It's all about you paying pension and health is really, that's what's important. You
5: gotcha. know, I can so yeah, they, could, they
2: could guide you right through all that. Just tell them, oh, I want to yeah, do have a, a WGA signatory. That's what
5: I call
2: Okay, and I'll call them. You can call wga.org. You can go on there and look it up, and it'll probably pop it up. Yeah, it'll give me the information. I'll cool. call them
5: tomorrow. It's the, new media,
2: it's the new media contract. Yeah. New media contract. Got it.
5: Thanks awesome. for that, that's Hilliard. About. That's a really like, like, great suggestion. I like mm-hmm. doing, and, and that's why I admire you so much. It's like an underground railroad type thing.
2: You <laughs> know what i mean? Like,
5: <laughs> so You are my Harriet Tubman. I your Tubman. Yeah,
2: you're <laughs> well, we by, by, Stand test. by the
3: roadside
5: with the with the big <laughs> light, I the lantern. This way, people Stay. this way. Seven <laughs>
3: people.
5: <laughs> yeah, you seven people, like you're smuggling people that you know have traditionally not had access because we either and, and that happened with us with QT for um the daytime Emmys. So we submitted for the daytime Emmys, had a very successful crowdfund for even that part as well. So um it's like we, we traditionally aren't in these conversations because as Black content creators, like we either A, don't know that we qualify for these things yep. or B, don't have the money to do it. So that is what I'm so excited about. And, and usually it might be both. Um, yep. But so what we've been able to accomplish with this is to A, you know, just get access to uh, the wealth of resources that are out there by having people really that care about, giving people access, like all of you, um, mm-hmm. giving us the information, and then we figure out the money. Like, okay, so how much is it? Okay, I need this much money. Okay, let me go back to my community. These people mm-hmm. are invested now. Like, this is what it's going to take to get us to the next level. Can you help us out? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? See, we're doing the work. I'm not asking for help for, can y'all help me get a Ferrari? I mean, that would be great. <laughs> but, I, you know, you see, I put in the work. I created, I paid for these two seasons. You know what I mean? I've, you know, done the work. I wrote every single episode. So mm-hmm. it's like, can you help me out? Like, get it to the next level. And it goes back to what Hilliard says, and again, um, all of us are good people and givers on this on this call, but it's like when people come to you, I'm more inclined to and, and happier to give when you come correctly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't come expecting do oh, nah. me to Oh, Lisa,
2: let me tell you. Let me tell you <laughs> something I like about this bitch right here. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, Tamika. <laughs> yeah. We'll shut it down really quickly. Let me tell you right quick. What she did. I did well. I
5: Don't let the like, taste go, you go together. Like get to the point and really honestly, I tell people try not to ask on the first touch. And I know it's tempting, but the first time you reach out to somebody, yo, you know what, Donna Marie, your voice is so beautiful. Like I can just listen to you talk all day. <laughs> That's it. And right. then the time you hear from me. That, that's the last time she sees me. So, so I'm like, hey, how are you doing today? You yeah. know what I mean? The last thing you look at in your thread was me giving you a compliment. And then I can say, oh, you know what? You know what? I'm crowdfunding. And, you know, I was just hoping maybe when you go on the stage, even if you can't do it, if you can just mention it. You know what I mean? People are more inclined to do stuff for Absolutely. people that don't ask them for stuff. You know what I mean, and I and I tell people all the time, like especially they're not stupid. They look and they're like, "Tamika, you run with some really big people." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I meet in meetings with you, and I literally sit on my hands, like I'm never gonna like ask before I'm ready and, and and in a position that your help can really elevate me. And it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, one phone call from Hillier could change my career. Look what <laughs> look look what just happened. You see what I mean? um and donna marie like it was months before i was like can you look at this can you do this and but by then we're we're family so you want to and i will do the same for you like anything you need like i am there like it is no question Mm -hmm. so you gotta resist the urge to ask people for stuff the second you you click on their profile and you just hear them and you just hear feel they sound important so yeah let me send you that like People wanna send me stuff and I have no that's not even my
2: lane. Oh, I just want to send you my music and okay. I get it. that all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just Here's I a funny thing it. I, it every day. I have on my website. Please do not s- No know unsolicited. I'm sure you have it on yours, DM. And you still yep. get 30 a week. It's still crazy. Get it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You
4: do. it's, it's you know. I don't know if it's that people, um I don't think that they mean to be rude. I think wow. that they get overexcited. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in a position or I'm in the presence mm-hmm. of someone that can help move my dream along and they get excited. Mm-hmm. And it's just slow down, slow down, slow down, <laughs> and see how you can get to know that person right. before you ask for anything. You know, build a genuine relationship. And when people see that you come from a genuine place, they want to help. You know, uh, when I pulled the um, Shields reunion together um, several weeks back, I got no resistance. I got a cast of 20 plus people who knew nothing about Clubhouse.
2: Shout out to Glenn Mazara, Kurt Sutter. Shout out to Glenn Mazara,
4: Kurt Sutter, Ryan. Yeah, Randy Huggins, um, Devon Gregory, like, you know, those writers are just really doing amazing things that CCH Pounder, Benito Martinez, all of those people showed up because Mm -hmm. of the relationship and how I've respected them throughout uh, the years. I don't call them just to call them for anything. So they know that when I call, oh, what does DM want? And let me try and help. Right. Because the only thing that she does in between her asks is support what we do, <laughs> whether it's retweeting something or showing up for something or supporting them through something that they're going through personally. But I'm never like, oh, can I, can I, can I? I it's hard. Even my husband has to remind me sometimes. He's like, even the, the people that you know that are of influence in your life, they need to ask people for favors, too. Right. So don't forget that. It never stopped. It never stopped. Everybody needs something from the other. And it's just how do you respectfully go about doing that and respecting the person at the same time? And and the way you do it is what Tamika says is you don't you don't ask right from the beginning. You know, you get to know them, build a relationship with them, support their social media posts, support their shows. Uh, binge some of their shows and then come back and say, Hey, I just watched your show. It was really good. Yes. I loved when X, Y, and Z happened. Oh my goodness. That's, that's now, the best you're thing. Really, yeah. now you're really, now you're really. Ain't that the best thing? Don't
5: you hate when people ask to work with you or, Oh, I want to be, be on your show. I want to jump. Like, you've never even seen it. Like, it could be, I could be <laughs> doing like the worst. <laughs> that goes against everything good. you believe yeah. in. And watch you just. Like, oh, it's true. Watch, yeah, yeah, watch something and yeah. then just say, It's true.
4: You know? It, it, one of the worst cases of that I saw It was when I worked at the network and um, I rarely saw black people coming into the pitch. And I, And I asked right away, like, where are all the black creatives? And so I tried to keep my eyes open for them. And um, I'll never forget this uh, black gentleman. He had gotten through um to me and he really did a passionate sound I just want to come in and you know all I need is this one chance I got some really great shows and I love ABC and blah 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 and so I said okay let me have him come in and just meet with me first before I introduce him to a team <laughs> let me tell you that was one of the best
2: decisions I ever
4: made mm. because this guy <laughs> had no clue what mm. we did he sat up there what? and pitched three different shows that we already had on the air, but is going to sit there and tell me that we needed them. Wow! I was oh so my horrified God. and offended and pissed off at the same time. <laughs> I was like, "I created. You thought you were on the episode of Punk Broad, girl? Exactly. I'm sitting there like our camera's rolling on me because, dude, are you serious right now? Did you literally just come in here and pitch three shows that we already have on the wow. air? He wow. even said this." This is to tell you the, the, the level of him not doing his work. He even came on and said, came in the room and said, we needed a dating show. <laughs> we have the Bachelor franchise.
5: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, only the biggest dating uh, we have show. We
4: the Bachelor on Earth.
5: franchise. <laughs> she like, didn't you say show.
4: Franchise,
5: right? The, the longest the writing, most popular. On. Like what? Yeah, y'all need that. And you yeah. come
4: in and say that we need a dating and relationship show. <laughs> I was like, oh my ah, goodness. Right. So do the research. Do the work. Don't just jump in and just see an opportunity and go for it, having not done the work. Because I guarantee you, that dude, he was never. I, I never even opened an email after that.
2: You know, what he sounds like, you know what it sounds like, DM? One of those people you meet and you go, oh, so what, what, what TV shows do you watch? Oh, I don't watch TV. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely well, somebody that don't do watch. TV. But you want to pitch yeah. TV. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what he Ooh, sounds that's like. Crazy. Oh.
5: Exactly. Do your work and also yeah, yeah. build authentic connections because that's what's going to get you far. People like to do stuff for people they like. People like to do stuff that's for it. people they know. People like to invest in something that they believe is going to win like nobody wants to I mean we're we're all charitable in our own right but even more so than charitable most of us are business people or you know we we're winners and we like to win and we like to to see you know we like to be a part of something that's going to win that's bigger than ourselves you know what I mean Mm -hmm. then there's charity but and there and we compartmentalize you know what I mean we know when we have to rally around even yesterday in that room Donna Marie you saw what happened Oh my gosh! Like so, we in there. We're talking about clubhouse payments. We ended up. You already know how your sisters are. <laughs> <but> <laughs> then we have Who you, you beat up? Girl. <laughs> stores, like we literally know we're all trying to. Donna Marie has an amazing nonprofit uh, foundation that you know certainly deserves everybody's support. Dina does. Mm. I'm really proud of funny. <laughs> like, and we ended up like just hearing people share their stories. And we're sending money over to them, like you know, to help them because there were some really worthwhile causes in Nigeria yeah. that
4: getting our help. Ooh.
5: So it's just,
4: it's an amazing place We'd to be. We raised a lot of money for her because there was, um, she was raising it for her students. What was a, a, a group of girls who, yes. um, they didn't have uh, uh, feminine products like, like sanitary. Oh. Uh, pads and things like that and so they had when that time of month came they they were they lived in shame and so mm. uh, Tamika was very instrumental and Danita with helping her in the back channel set up because she didn't have the pay feature they didn't get it over in Nigeria and so Danita went in the back back channels of, of Clubhouse, which is the DMs on IG and <laughs> yep, uh, on yep. Instagram, <laughs> and um, helped her set up a GoFundMe. She used a family member's GoFundMe, added that to the page. Cash And then app. we were able yep. to... Cash app. Thank you. Thank you. A cash app. And then we were able to um, send money. And then she was saying, was it a couple of dollars or $6 would, would take care yeah, of a couple of like, girls for Yeah, like that. $6 would be two packs of pads. <laughs>
5: and... You know, and she said yeah. the joy that the girls feel when they get one. Like, they, like, you know, the, your face to light up about something that we as African Americans don't think twice about. Like I said yesterday, I'm definitely being a black woman in America, a single mother. Like, I don't ever really, um, it's not often that I consider myself privileged because it's like we know how hard we have to. Yeah.
2: Have to, to but fight we forget it. the things that we are privileged about
4: in comparison yeah, very to. True
5: you know we're very privileged in that regard and and it just humbled us and 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 i'm thankful and i got to the point that i couldn't even really like push push like hey everybody send me money like it it got to the point that i'm like you know please like send them money so um i think as we all elevate in our careers especially as black people um it's a big responsibility you know what i mean because we can't take on it, it has me rethinking like I've judged in the past that's why when people say oh this celebrity ain't doing this much much mm-hmm. oh what did Barack Obama do for black people oh what is <laughs> you know, like I don't think they understand how heavy <laughs> it is that wears the crown like well, everybody wants to do stuff but we will be wiped cle- we will be wiped clear and back in the poorhouse. I like when I tell you when I saw my personal account like just starting to go down like because I've been like sewing a lot more too but I'm also blessed so you know it's it, it's a circle, but people have to give us grace yep. um, as they perceive who should be doing what. When you really don't know what people are going through, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, and especially in this town, we will suffer silently. I might not have eaten in three days because I have no food or resources, and I will be in here smiling and mm-hmm. you know keeping. And you would never know the difference because that's what we're programmed to do in this town. We don't we don't really wear our struggles on our sleeve. And this is the last yep. thing I'll say about that. Even when I think about uh, our brother DMX that passed away Mm -hmm. this week, um, last week, it is, um, you know, we have to get to a point where we start wrapping our arms around each other when we see that there's a problem rather than, you know, posting their albums once they pass on. Like they can't see that now. Like we need to, if we we need a bat signal, like, you know, it (laughs) seems like this is like, we need to start saying, hey, you know, it seemed like he's struggling. Let's try to get, mm-hmm. let's try to bring his music back to like remind people who he is. And, you know, maybe that'll, you know, cheer him up enough to realize that he has to fight, he has to clean himself up. Um, things like that, I just want us to start. We got into this culture of giving flowers, but the whole point of giving flowers is when people can smell it. Yes. You know what I mean? So um, instead of judging people <laughs> who you think they shouldn't have or thing. should be doing, let's, let's, let's get back to a place of love. And, and support okay if you feel like um oprah should be doing more you know how about you set something up and you know and then pitch it to her and say hey this is something we, we could be doing together oprah.
2: you know I'm what glad i mean sorry to interrupt you i totally apologize but then okay. i said that because people forget that you can set things up and go in and pitch to them instead they argue about exactly what you did. rather than judge them yeah. Instead of going, you know what, DMs and an exec, I wonder if I could reach out to her and she can help me to get to boom. And I got this perfect pitch. I'll pitch it to her. If she likes it, then I like they just don't think. Instead, they go, I'm going to be negative here. I'm going to say the thing about somebody, you know, and that's just not yeah. how I I'm not wired like that. I just don't. You know, I go, how can I fix? How can I work that? How can I make that better? How can I see the positive in it? That's just how I work. That's why I keep such an even keel, all the time. I can't hear you, T.
5: Oh, I was saying that's why you're progressing. It's a positive mindset. You know, that's how you elevate. If you, you know, you put into the atmosphere good things, good intentions, good feelings. You know, that's what's going to happen. But when people are vibrating that low, and they're like, "Oh, this one ain't this, or this one ain't that," that's where they are, and that's where they will be until they break that. And 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 you get it to some extent, like our community, like we have had to overcome unthinkable things. You know, many of us only know poverty and generations before them and before them, like, you know, and those of us that have been able to break that, um, we have a big responsibility, but people from outside of that have to understand that what comes along with that responsibility. That doesn't mean just because someone comes to, to wealth, they still have people to pay, They still have their legacy uh, to think about. There's a lot. So we got to stop trying to spend other people's money in our mind when we really (laughs) need our own money up. You know what I mean? And then you see, okay, so if you have a problem with how these celebrities are managing their money, you think they should do more, get on your grind, get to that position, and let's see how much you do. Uh, You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Well, on that note, thank you all. I appreciate you guys coming on the show, hanging out with us. I love both of y'all. Again, happy happy birthday to you, Lisa. Love you too, brother. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you, thank you. It was um,
4: nice getting to know you, Lisa. Lisa. Thank you, thank you. Shout girl. out to all the shout out
3: to all the Aries people out there. Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Exactly. exactly. And um, guys, I just I, have to say, I had the privilege of seeing Hilliard's amazing smile. Hilliard, well, every single time you smile, you make me smile. I just want you to uh, know thank that. You. You're cheap. And you got them brown Whoa. eyes, y'all. Be careful. I got like
2: Dan, what his his you talking about?
4: Smile. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you have such a beautiful glow and a beautiful smile. And I've right. never seen someone's cheeks glow. So, and Cheek's smile. You no, know, they know, like they know my cocoa butter. Smiles. You got that <laughs> soul glow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's amazing. Ooh, so I'm good to see, see your it. smile. Yeah. And, and again, to meet you, Lisa, and to spend time with uh, Tamika yes. and her series. Yes. With all that. So thank you for
2: having me on. Yeah. 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 Yes. Us a DM you. You well. Tell us uh, where people can find you on all your social medias. Also, your um, your um, you just were talking about it a minute ago. Forgive me, I'm going blank on what we are just talking social about. Social media handles? No, her... Um, project? Yeah, her foundation? Her, her foundation, please, yes. We don't have foundations in a project, so I never remember that, so... Oh, <laughs> oh,
4: okay. <laughs> okay, um, well, let's see. So you can find me on um, Instagram, uh, DM's place, Donna Marie's place. So it's um, at DM's place. That's my social media handle for Twitter, Instagram, uh, my uh, website is Undeniable Films. Uh, again, I am um, the founder of that production company. Uh, it's a boot- boutique production company. Uh, you can see a lot of what I have done and, and have coming up there, but it's UndeniableFilms.net. I just need to switch it over to my because someone's Ooh. helping me build it up. Um, so, uh, so there's that. But my nonprofit uh, is Love Mom, and that address is LoveMomFoundation.org. And um, it's a foundation that I started in uh, the wake of my mom passing. I do a lot in the world of charity, and I get that from my mom. From the time I can remember, my mom was always taking someone in, doing something for them, uh, building them up in some sort of way. And she did all of this as a single mom. And so my foundation uh, supports single women and children who find themselves in you know distress and in need of course correction and, and uh, uh, a way out of whatever they're, they're dealing with. And um, I do that with their children uh, through creative expression, teaching them how to write, produce, direct, but also introduce them to new opportunities. When I was a kid, I didn't know that there were opportunities on set, you know, at networks and different things like that. Uh, but it was really sparked by Sean Ryan when we were on the set of, of The Shield and we were in like this bad neighborhood shooting the scene and we saw one little kid walking around, and Sean brought him to Video Village, put the headsets on him, and you just saw his eyes light I up. love that. You know, he yeah. was just looking around like, oh, my God, you know, what is this? He was probably like five or six years old. He was a little kid. And in the middle of all of that, and we're getting him acclimated, in the middle of all of that, gunfire rings out. And we packed up, and we got the heck out of there really quickly. But I never thought that kid didn't get a chance to get out. He had to stay there. You know, we, we went several blocks away and, and continued shooting, but that kid had to live there. And then we snatched his dreams away. And so for me, it was like, you know what, I I, I want to, in my foundation, like work with kids and, and show them uh, creative expression. A lot of times they're angry and they don't know how to. Use that in the proper way. So, if you show them how to express themselves through the arts and expose them to different situations, it'll inspire them to something greater. And so, we have amazing partnerships and and we do something yearly, twice a year. But with COVID, and I'm a very hands on person. So, I've had to like really rethink how am I going to do it? (laughs) Um, As well as, you know, how am I going to resurrect what COVID has slammed down in entertainment. Like it's just barreled over everyone's projects and put things on hold or made things go away. So there's a lot I'm juggling at once, but those, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. That is, I'm rambling on. Let me, let me stop, but lovemafoundation.org. So thank oh, you, heal and, and I,
3: and I love how you call it, you know, a course correction. You know, a lot of times yeah. people have foundations and things, and sometimes they come off as really judgmental, like, oh, if you guys would do this, but Basically, it's like, hey, we're in this situation. It's just a course correction. Hey, we're here.
4: Yes,
3: We want to move over here now. And I love the the, the positiveness of that. You know
4: what I mean? That's wonderful. That's it. it. Yeah, because a lot of times they just don't know what they don't know. You know, they don't like one of the things the program wants to do is. Teach, like, have them go on family vacations and see different parts of the world together. Do you know what a bonding experience that would be for a family that's in a marginalized, you know, and and in an underserved community to be able to go to Europe? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when when I was uh, shooting a, a show for Snoop Dogg over in Long Beach, them coming to Hollywood was just like me saying, Why don't you go to China? They were like, Well, maybe one day. And it's just, it was just a few minutes away, just okay. get in the car. Mm-hmm. And they don't, but they're not seeing that. They, they don't see beyond their, their neighborhood uh, lines. And so there's so much I, I, I want to do and I am going to do. Because it's, it's not for, safe to go outside
2: out. of their neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I,
4: I got, look, I got caught up in some gunfire on, on set being out there. So I understand what they deal with. You know, I just had a small snippet of it. So yeah, uh, the foundation does a lot of that. We go in, there is no judgment. And that's why it's called Love Mom, because my mom, she signed off everything, uh, whether she was texting you a card or, what, or, or cussing you out. It didn't matter. She was going to sign off Love Mom. <laughs> 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 it was all done in love. And even though we, we work with single women and children, it really is. We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mother's love should be everywhere. And we help everybody. So, yeah, just wanted to add awesome. that, too.
2: Did you say what your Twitter was? Your Twitter, you said your Twitter already. You oh Twitter? Yeah, it's um.
4: Yeah, it's, I am, yep, and it's okay. um, at DM's place,
2: D-M-S-Place,
4: P-L-A-C-E. Thank Got you,
2: Hilliard. And what about you, um, Tamika, and also add in your, um, your um, crowd, crowdfunding and stuff like that?
5: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing more, Donna Marie, about that. Like, I think it's so beautiful and it's so everything I'm about. So I want to definitely you, be a Tamika. part of volunteering and helping, helping with that. But um, for me... Of course, Queen. Uh, for me, um my uh we have a website qtseries.com www.qtseries.com there you can find out more about the show, um our fundraising, our crowdfunding rather the see see the first season. Um and season 2 is available on Spiral TV on Roku. Um you can follow me at Tamika Briscoe on all platforms that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, Clubhouse. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's me. We're excited. Uh, wherever you see me, you're going to see me working and, and grinding to meet, meet this goal and just activating as many people around me to, to get involved because it's so much bigger than me. It, it initially started out just because I have a team of um, black creatives, and you know they deserve to be compensated for their talents and their time. Um, and it then, and then it turned into this even bigger movement because now my family is, is involved. And by my family, I mean my my clubhouse family. How they they put their like, so it has to win. So yeah, there's there's no days off for me. Um, I'm gonna raise this money, and we're gonna we provide jobs and change lives and then we're going to go into the next one and with the same energy everyone rallied around me i am going to rally around my family and we're going to continue to pull one another up and that is very exciting for me so thank you hillier for having us nice honor to meet you as well dm every day of my life i'm just more more thankful for you because you're just a beautiful person inside and out and you you really do the work and you really care and that shows, and I'm just blessed to, to call you, you and call your family. Indeed, indeed. Thank, Love you,
4: both. You, Thank you, sis. you both. Love you. Where are you I at, Lisa? Lisa, Lisa. Oh, go ahead. Really quick, mm-hmm. r- really quick that, that Tamika said, and I meant to point it out earlier, and I'm just going to get it and quit it. But you've heard her say at least two or three times that she wanted to pay people. Yep. Do you know how many times people do things and they're not thinking about paying people? Yeah. You know, and so Tamika, like every time she opens her mouth and she talks about working with someone, she's talking about how much she's paid them or how she is going to pay them. That's super important. Um, and that's that's so big on you, Tamika. You're not taking advantage. You're not saying, well, at least you get a real and you get some, you know, which is good, <laughs> people yeah. are in need of that, but people need money too. They wanna to be compensated for yeah. their time and you yeah. have that at the forefront of your thinking. And so I just wanted to commend you on that as well.
2: Yeah, and it, I, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a lot of money. Sometimes even a little money, yeah. just, it, it makes you feel like you're a pro though, just to make something. Yeah, that's it's the, the pride. The pride of you someone's
4: feel time and talent. A,
5: any kind of a paycheck. The pride yeah. you feel from getting a paycheck for doing something you love. That's how I feel when I get something for writing. You know what I mean? That's how I felt when BET gave me a a, a great contract um, for to be a creative consultant for them. Like, first of all, this is a network I grew up watching, and they see value and yeah. and my yeah. ideas, and expertise, and right. then the check is like, whoa! Like that's when I knew, like, oh, look, ma, I made it. Like, <laughs> Hollywood's right. good. I have a gift at that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? A check that will forever, and you know, been a minute. Like, yeah, the contract's long gone now, but. It's still you can't take away what did happen and but it, since then I've felt more empowered. I would never have thought to be an independent filmmaker if someone didn't like show that I had some kind of work, and sometimes that's what it takes, so that's what I want to do, especially for people that are of color that are out here like they you know it's a it's a long uphill battle, so yeah, we just figure it out together and Thankfully, I have a lot of people that are in my corner to help us do it.
3: Tamika, did you just do a Superman zoom move? It was like,
2: what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> she was dabbing
2: on him, She Dabbing okay. on him. <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. it's taking me
3: back. It's taking me back to Soldier Boy back in the day. It's like, are we doing a Superman? <laughs> All right. We can. All right, <laughs> that would be cool. Okay. okay.
4: Hey, we can end this podcast with it now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Where you at, Lisa? I'm at what
4: fresh hell is this?
3: So, you see that Black Mermaid? It's me!
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, (laughs) i at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. Screenwriters RR. Um, Tamika and them got me on Clubhouse. God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm on there. I your guest. I'm not always on there, but I'm on there. Um, and uh, let me see. any questions, Screenwriters rantroom at gmail.com. Um, please go on our patreon page on our website, screenwritersrr.com <clears throat> Uh Please donate to the Patreon, Help us help us uh, you know, keep this show moving along. Uh, we got some new sponsors coming in, Lisa. Um, we'll be talking about that okay. um, soon. Um. Yeah, li- Donna Marie. I literally, I think. Where do we go? Seven, almost seven, almost eight years. We didn't get any sponsorship. We just were oh, giving what? the game. Oh. Giving it, and I was like, you know what? Okay, y'all killing me now. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and just you know take a little oh. donation here and there. So we started the Patreon, this <laughs> other stuff. So yeah, we've been doing the show okay. for a while. Um, I support him, support, him. support him.
5: Support him
2: almost 8 years well wow. yeah.
5: cuz we did 10 That's episodes fantastic yeah. i i i've listened before but to be on it it just yeah you 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 get the crown you get the crown you, you, I, wish, I, wish we I, wish
3: I wish we were in the we gotta get you in, some in the room that yeah you're yeah i miss i miss being in 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 your in your office hill you're walking on the lot and hanging out and just the laughter and just and like literally a lot of times i'd be coming in straight from the beach I would have sand on my Birkenstocks. Nice. <laughs> <I'm coming in. laughs> our dreads I'll, would be all messed up. I'm coming in there, and <laughs> and there'd be like all types of like you know you know up and coming newbie writers in the room. I mean, there was no telling of who would be in the room when I walk in yeah. there. But but as soon as that oh, microphone goodness. goes in, we get our snacks and we get to talking, and it's just it's a, it's a it's a total vibe, and I, I really miss that. It, you know, it's just. There's nothing like being in person and you, and you feel that energy.
5: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Well, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're on the road to some, Mm -hmm. some normalcy, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. slowly, but surely, I finally see some light at the end of the tunnel.
2: So yeah. Indeed. Well, thank you guys. Uh, Shout out to Chris, Derek, who's out there, you know, working on his show. Uh, Hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, Next week, we're going to talk to my friend, I think, About that article I told you about that I sent you. So hopefully I'm not going to put it out there just in case that doesn't happen next week. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, (laughs) and I did talk to Malcolm Spellman the other day, so we are going to have him on. I'm going to interview him for the Writers Go podcast. Mm -hmm. But I said I got to bring you back on our show because we got to do our rant room version because it's just going to be one on one with him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we got a lot of cool people coming up. So anyway, thank you again, DM. Thank you, Tamika. Thank you for having me. Keep killing it out there. I hope and pray, you know, everything Thank works you. for you. Make a <laughs> specifically, good luck on your new job. DM. Um, are you going to be doing you. scripted?
4: Uh, yeah. TV and film and right. um, talent. You know, right. um, just really building it out and creating new initiatives and, and programs.
2: Awesome. So well, yeah, yeah again, I'll, I'll be tapping on your door, yeah. sir. You need a brother <laughs> to come over there and holler at you. That's what I will do. Um, <laughs> Anyway, thank you again. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you, Lisa, and um, everybody joining me for Wakanda Forever, which is what we say at the end. Until Lisa come up with something better, I you know I gotta.
3: I, we, we should have a. contest. <laughs> got homework. We should have a
2: contest. Well, let's or something
3: do it. and have the <laughs> listeners come up with something because, like I say, every time we come up with something, someone takes it. It's like, ah.
2: I had one listener send me a bunch of stuff, but I wasn't crazy about any of them. It was just like a couple of different like African words. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. Just didn't. Just not Yeah. Fail. But I appreciate yes. it, trying it. But mm-hmm. anyway, shout out to DMX again and uh, everybody joining me for you know how we do it on the Rant room. Yes. Let's do it on the QT. Call it the QT
3: for right now, just for Tamika, so that right, people can have it yeah. in there. You know, keep it on. You know, we say, keep oh, it
2: on the QT. Okay, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it fun right. keep it live oh, on the QT. On the QT. Hey. Yes,
3: we yeah. do. Uh,
2: Y'all know how it is.
3: Yes.
2: Uh-oh. Uh, what? Uh-oh. Yes, oh, what? Oh. Okay. No, so I got to go out with you. Mate. Yes. That's loudest. That's her. Hey, hey,
3: hey. My serious clubbing days. Hey. Why isn't every move I make turned out to
5: be a bathroom? Where's my guardian angel? i
3: uh, shorty you
2: yeah. right, y'all. Peace, y'all. Yeah, I'll
3: see you sure next
1: week. feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rain So you wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes the Lisa Bula kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring no game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of writing It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. room. This
0: episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row. The competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script.